GeekShowPodcast.com, and welcome to it. Uh, we got the new episode coming up in just a moment. The episode is called Queerios. It's <laughs> a long story. But uh, before we get to that, it's breaking news. I am your host, Kerry Jackson. This is Marcus. Hi. Marcus Comedian. Marcus Comedian. It's officially my last name, apparently, according well, apparently. to Facebook. Yeah, that's what your Facebook says. Marcus yeah. has uh, come in to uh, to give us some uh, his, his thoughts on kick-ass and to uh, pimp his show, as it were. You can see him tape his new... Tiwi special, well, DVD. Well, I'd say network special. Yeah, I'm, like, I'm focusing on it being a network special before I'm focusing on it being a DVD. That is the goal. Last time I was taping a DVD that got pitched to a network. This one I'm pitch, I'm taping a network that will then end up being a DVD. Okay. Um, but this, yeah, uh, May nineteenth at uh, Kingsbury Hall, and I implore. Listen, this is my this is the thing that's killing me. I implore all you Utahns, don't wait till the nineteenth like you do with yeah. every show because I. I'm self-financing this, and if I'm 72 hours out and I still have half the venue left, I'll get it. <laughs> and I still have half the venue left. I can't afford. I can't t risk that I'm gonna, that I'm going to, uh, be able to sell it out. If the phones are ringing, should Damn we? It. I'll just keep going. I'll just there. <laughs> anyway, if 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 we're like 72 hours out and and we haven't sold a certain amount of tickets, then I can't afford to bet that they'll sell the day of, because if the camera crew shows up, I have to pay them whether they film or not. I see. And I can't film in a half-empty venue or a three-quarter full venue, so I need people to buy tickets in advance, so I know that it's worth me going through with. Otherwise, you know, I'll do a show, I just won't film it. Okay. Which I don't want that to happen. Yeah. I want to film a special. It would be nice. But, so that's, uh, uh, that's next month, then. May 19th, Kingsbury Hall tickets are on sale at kingtix.com. Go ahead and make your plans now. Get them yeah, early. What is what is the nineteenth? It's a Wednesday. A Wednesday. Yeah, oh, see, it's not going to affect the rest of your week. Easy. All right. Uh, let's see. So, kick ass. Yeah. Um, I I would like. To, I know you liked it. I read on your Facebook mm -hmm. that uh, you liked a lot. So I'd like you to uh, elaborate on that. And then I have a couple of thoughts. Well, I I felt. Now, there's a lot. I, I said on my Facebook that I felt that Kick Ass was a perfect film. Mm -hmm. Doesn't mean it's the perfect film. Yes. Okay, now, I on my list of, of superhero comic book movies that rest higher, there are still quite a few. Yes. But I will say this Kick Ass is a perfect comic book movie in the sense that. And I think this is the problem that a lot of people have, saying, thinking that it was kind of uneven, because it embodies everything that comic books are. It is funny. Mm -hmm. It is colorful, it is loud, it is violent, it is dramatic. It it goes from being kind of a satire to an homage to a beautiful superhero film in its own right. Mm -hmm. And I mean, one minute you've got, you know, an 11-year-old girl bouncing off the walls to rock and roll music, uh, you know, spouting off curse words left and right, and you're laughing your ass off. And then the next minute, there's like this dramatic scene between a daughter and her father. Mm -hmm. and. And it, it, I think it's, it's, it's all the best parts from Spider-Man, from The Dark Knight, from Sin City, from all these great comic book films that we've had over the past. And in that, it, 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 it makes a great film from these different parts. But there, there are moments in it that I went, okay... Uh, we don't need this to be two hours and ten minutes long. Uh, yeah, that was that was my complaint. It was a little long, mm -hmm. 
And uh, I think that, and what I'm discovering is from talking to people, I took a lot of calls this morning and, and uh, a lot of email. Mm -hmm. It seems to me that people who have not read the comic book are enjoying it more, and that's pretty typical. Well, um, sure. And the, the thing for me, because I read the comic book, the thing for me that was missing was, and I guess you have to do this to make a successful movie, is that... Uh, uh, you know, he doesn't get the girl in the in the comic book. Mm -hmm. As a matter of fact, the girl uh, has photos of her having sex with another guy sent to him. Right. And he jerks off to them. You know? Right. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, it's a lot more dark. And as I recall, and I, I could be wrong because it's been a while since I read it, it seems like in the ending, little hit girl uh, does get the crap beat out of her. And then when it's all said and done, she's like covered in blood and crying and says, I don't want to play anymore. So this was the thing that was missing right. for me was every once in a while we'd get caught up in a comic book movie thrill ride. Right. And then the filmmakers would pull you back into reality mm -hmm. to remind you, no, that wouldn't happen. Mm -hmm. This is what would happen. Right. You would you would be But they never went all killed. the way. But they didn't take it yeah. where they did in the comic book where and that to me that was the only problem and this is just minor bickering on yeah. my part, is that there were no consequences. And I think the hit girl thing that it, at the end, if you had walked out and gone, oh, poor little girl, yeah, see, they would have lost out thing, on yeah. all of the girls wanting to be it for Halloween. Yeah, that's the thing. You, so, you you know, that, that, they needed to have her seem like she, you know, it was going to be okay, uh, no matter what. And, and at the end, I think with revealing her and saying her name and having that little moment where, look, she is a little girl and yeah. she is, you know. But then she goes to school, and it. Yeah. I mean, there's there. They, they, you can't go all the way dark. You I agree. Would, you, you I know, agree. But I agree. There was some things. I I noticed a lot of the little inside jokes. By the yeah. did any did oh, you notice yeah. the movie that was playing at the th at the theater when they went? It was the Spirit. The three. Spirit Three. <laughs> I thought that was one of the funniest things that they could have done. <laughs> the Spirit Three. What a great! And I I just love how they're walking out like, dude. So I just thought. That's funny, and and there were there was a lot of moments like yeah. that. I mean, the, there were there were angles and shots that were lifted directly from like Spider Man mm -hmm. and things like that. It was just terrific. Uh, no, all in all, I I loved it a lot. I yeah. thought I think it's worth your money to go. Uh, just a little long, and that was that was really my yeah. complaint. Jetpack, I had a problem with, but that's another thing. You know, that's here's thing. the yeah. thing too, and maybe maybe I am 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 jaded, or maybe I am I am burned out. I don't know. There, it seemed like yeah, there was some violence, mm -hmm. but it, it it wasn't what I thought it was going to be. Well, it wasn't three hundred. Yeah, I mean, even when the guy got his leg cut off, it wasn't spewing. It wasn't yeah. kill Bill. It was because it was an eleven-year-old girl. That's yeah. why it seemed more ultra-violent than it really. But it, was. it really wasn't as much no, blood, right. and and right. I mean, the things that they, they there was implied things that got cut away from. Mm -hmm. But I mean, in the end, uh, and and I took. You know, I took Danny, and we. She hadn't read the comics, you mm -hmm. know, and I kept. I I kept hyping this up to her, and and she loved it. She yeah. she because she's seen all of the other comic book films, and she's mm -hmm. you know, and she she was sitting there going, oh, "That's the Spider Man uh, discovery phase. This yeah. is the this is the dark night moment. This yes. is this moment." Exactly. Let me get that. Uh, caller. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Go ahead, caller. Um, no, but I. I'll get it. Okay. Marcy must be doing a contest. Here, just keep talking. I'll try to turn this off. Okay. Um, but no, I I don't know. I, I can't say that it uh, disappointed. I can't say that I... You, you did hear the box office estimates for the yeah. weekend. Yeah. It did beat Death at a Funeral, which is what I wanted it to do, personally, because uh, <laughs> Death at a Funeral... Um, 
I mean, why remake a movie that came out four years ago with a with a great British cast and just basically lift all the best jokes from the original film and just give them to Chris Rock and Martin Lawrence? And then for no uh, you know put in some fart jokes and Danny Glover saying I'm too old for this shit. Yeah, yeah. and and that's and then Tracy Morgan getting pooped on. Like you yeah. know, it just that's. And well, it beat it by three million, but it did lose out by three hundred thousand yeah, dollars. Just a little bit to How to Train Your Dragon, which in my book you loved it. I loved. I thought it was a brilliant film, and I still think it's the best movie of the year. Really, so far? Absolutely. All right, there you go. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, as far as Kickass goes, a uh, lot of controversy around it. There's uh, several parents groups who are upset. To which I say, way to go, good on you. Uh, that's just always good for more publicity sure for the it film. Is. It makes yeah. it it makes it the forbidden fruit that your kids now want to see. Right. If you just ignore it, then maybe it'd be fine. But and then you've got Roger Ebert. I read this. Did you read this? Well, I re- and I read the Her- Harry Knowles rebuttal. Oh, really? Harry Knowles wrote this great rebuttal. Said why my friend Roger Ebert is dead wrong about Kick Ass. Oh, good. I'm glad someone did. But I can't agree with either one of them. Really? Because Harry's Harry's rebuttal to what and and let's read read what Ebert said. Well, here's what Ebert. I don't have uh, Harry's, but uh, here's uh, Ebert's. He says this is the opening uh, salvo. Shall I have feelings or should I pretend to be cool? Will I seem hopelessly square if I find Kickass morally reprehensible? And will I appear to have missed the point? Let's say you're a big fan of the original comic book and you think that the movie does it justice. You know what? You inhabit a world I am so very not interested in. A movie camera makes a record of whatever is placed in front of it. And in this case, it shows deadly carnage dished out by an 11-year-old girl, after which an adult man brutally hammers her to within an inch of her life. Blood everywhere. Now, Tell me about the context. <laughs> and I just on, went, Raj. I just went, uh, Roger, uh, last time I checked, it was just a show, but, uh, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. I, hey, Roger, I believe you loved kids, and I believe yes. you loved Gummo, and I believe you loved, I mean, and, but see, Harry's rebuttal was that, listen, Roger, kids today are violent. They play the video games. They swear. They have the sex. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, okay, again, just saying that kids today are, are fucked doesn't mean that <laughs> that is necessarily a rebuttal. I think, that the fact that anybody, yes, I mean, there are 10-year-old kids playing Grand Theft Auto, beating up cops, things like that. And I think that, that kids today mm-hmm. are smart enough to know the difference between a 11-year-old girl in a purple wig and superhero outfit flipping off the walls, throwing ninja stars. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I mean, if, if you want to be worried, be worried that they're playing games where a man is, is, is beating up nuns and raping cops and doing stuff on, <laughs> on video. I mean, that's, that's more realistic yeah. to me. But I, I just can't, I just think it's, it's so funny to go after movies. I mean, these, these groups are the same ones that well, said Marilyn Manson was responsible for Columbine yes, and things like that. Exactly. You know, I just can't wait. And listen to me. Look, I don't want anybody out there. I'm not encouraging a rampage. I'm not encouraging any kind of carnage or slaughter. <laughs> but the next group of kids that want to do this, be, wear Miley Cyrus backpacks. Yes. Wear, wear Justin Bieber t-shirts. Uh, wear wear iCarly uh, patches. Wear something. Uh, the, the 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 sweet life of Zach and Cody. Have that <laughs> written on your on your rifles. Because I want to see these these groups go after something. I mean, scr- grasping at straws. Yeah, it's always metal music or video games. It's or easy something. to go after those, right? Comic yeah. books, rather than whether than in my opinion, the hardest thing to go after, which is the parents. Right. You would you would not dare to have a groups called your parenting skills suck. Yeah. Uh, they would never do that. No. Don't you tell me how to raise my kid. No. Uh, anyway, but now the smartest person in this whole thing, once again. His little 13-year-old Chloe Moretz. 
she, here's her response to the whole thing. Young children shouldn't see this movie. It's rated R for a reason. Rated R is 18 and over. If you are 18 and over, then you can have then you can take someone younger, but I wouldn't advise it. I don't advise it even if you're 90 years old. I don't think a 90-year-old or anyone should hold on I'm reading this wrong. I don't think a a 90-year-old or anyone young or old should say what I say or do what I do in this movie. It's a movie for a reason. It's not meant to be taken as real life. I wouldn't advise anyone to do what they see in this film or what happens to wannabe superhero kick-ass in the film where he gets stabbed and run over. It will happen to you if you try this. Again, the smartest person in the the room. From the mouths of babes. The smartest person in the room right there. Anyway, but uh, I hope you enjoyed it. A lot of people who are posting on the forum at geekshowpodcast.com seem to be uh, enjoying it. And still go see it, to be honest. I mean, it's got... The next few weeks are going to be tough because this next weekend you've yeah. got the losers, which is ramping up, and it, it looks like it looks like the A team meets Smoking Aces by mm-hmm. way of. I mean, it looks. All I had to see was Zoe Saldana packing a gun. That's yeah, well, it's got uh, it's got the comedian in it. Yeah. it's got Captain America in it. Oh yeah, he it's is. got like there's a there's there's a lot of comic book heroes in this film. Cool. Um, and then uh, and then the next week you've got Nightmare, and then the next week you've got Iron Man yeah. too. So then the next few weeks are big. You need to go and see Kick Ass, uh, and maybe even wait on the losers. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Go 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 see, go see them all. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Now I've got a lot of news about Star Wars on television. Mm. New Star Wars on television. Lots and lots of news. First of all, um, uh, Lucasfilm Animation is developing a Star Wars animated comedy TV series, right? With Robot Chickens, Seth Green, okay. and Matthew Seinrich. All right. It's uh, it's going to be one of those kind of things. And Seth Green is going to be very involved in it. So it's it's essentially the Robot Chicken Star okay. Wars. Good. I thought it was going to be like, series. you know, oh, oh, too. <laughs> you know. Yeah, see, I read I read that headline and I went, no, 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 no. Please, no. God. So there's that. Now, that's very good news. And uh, this uh, Clone Wars cartoon, I don't think you're watching it, uh, but uh, I am. And quite enjoying it. I have season one on the on the DVD. Uh, it's really cool. The uh, season finale just debuted at uh, WonderCon, and uh, it's it's Boba Fett. It's the kid. He's a little older, but it's the kid. You like ice cream? <laughs> <laughs> I know. Here's I know. some rock salt. But uh, anyway, so uh, it's April twenty third, and uh, what we're going to get, and this is why you know the whole Boba Fett book series was pulled. We were talking about that. Uh, it's because they want to do Boba Fett on the Clone Wars uh, cartoony show. So uh, you're going to get the backstory of young Boba Fett. So the the Clone Wars did get better from season one because I oh, watched yeah. oh. I watched about I don't know the first twelve, and it was very. You know, gee whiz! You know, mm-hmm. it, it, it didn't do it justice. So it's gotten better. It, it has. Actually. See, I'll probably just wait till it comes out on the Blu-ray and uh, buy yeah, it and watch yeah, the watch whole it series. Uh, let's see now. Here it says, uh, "Looks like we're getting the uh, Star Wars series set after the events of Return of the Jedi as well." On what? On on, uh, on an animated situation. Now, I predicted this about three months ago. I, I kept telling, because we were arguing about reboots, right. and I said, you're going to get a reboot of Star Wars. You're going to get yeah. Luke and Leia again. You're going to get them, and it's going to be animated, it looks like. So here it is from, uh, it's uh, you know, once again, WonderCon. It says, uh, this is right from uh, Ain't It Cool. Looks like we're getting a Star Wars series set after the events of Return of the Jedi. Steve Sansweet uh, was talking about it. 
uh, at the uh, WonderCon. Now it says here, uh, uh, I would really. Uh, someone asked, I would really love to see new adventures after Jedi with Han and Luke and Leia. And Sansweet said, and you will in the huh. new animation. Really? So you're going to get that new so animated So adult stuff. animated, like, they'll be, they'll be grown-ups. Yeah, they'll be grown-ups. Huh. It'll probably be, you know, Luke trying to start up the Jedi again. You know? you know what I would love to see? And, you know, we were talking about reboots. Mm-hmm. I would love to see the just a, a, a series called Han... And it's just it's just how he he came up and how he became this roguish like the young Han Solo young adventures? Han Solo adventure you know like I'd young indie but it's Han because that's the thing is you see Luke you know Luke's story and mm-hmm, basically mm-hmm. but Han he just it. shows up and he's a badass I'd love to know why you know all these things say how he gets I I think that'd be great I'm sure there's somebody yeah. out there who's gonna go it's in a book somewhere I want to see it I want to see it I don't want to read books 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 who wants your books okay this you're gonna love this story we're gonna get it. to some uh, Marvel uh, super hero movies in a moment but uh, uh, I love this article it was on IESB uh, rumor has it that uh, Sony is upset that Seth Rogen and Michael Gondry have turned in an ultra campy Green Hornet movie did Sony realize who they were hiring when they Isn't gave them the, the project the director of Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind and Be Kind Rewind <laughs> that's what I'm trying to figure out it says Sony is upset that their movie about a man who fights crime in a full suit with a mask, hangs out all day with his manservant, rides around in a massive Pontiac with machine gun-like weapons attached to the hood, and whose weapon of choice is called the Hornet Sting, is too campy. Do they know what they... Anyway, so Sony is not too happy. Uh, they're, uh, they're, well, they didn't... Uh, they're, you know... Why didn't we get Mick G for this? <laughs> I just don't understand what they're thinking. Anyway, okay, I've got a lot of uh, <clears throat> Marvel uh, superhero uh, movie news and some spoilers. So, Spoiler alert. You've been warned. Uh, f- this is from an Italian website. Uh, Bad Taste is, is what it's called. Uh, remember in Iron Man, the end of Iron Man, we said, stay for the credits. Yeah. Stay for the credits. This is what we've got. Now, this is, again, just a rumor. Oh, I heard this. The Easter egg will reveal both Captain America and Thor. Plus, the Avengers will get name-checked as opposed to being just referenced as the Avengers initiative. Uh, We're not uh, sure exactly if this is true or not, but it's a pretty good source. Well, do you remember remember when I I came in, it was right after the Oscars, Mm -hmm. and I said, Anybody notice Robert Downey Jr.'s facial hair at the Oscars? He had the Tony Stark facial hair at the Oscars, and that was... That was end of February, March, right? Like that wasn't too long. They were long pretty ago. much done with for, uh, production then. Yes, yeah. I mean it was. I mean the the. Uh, so I'm. I thought you know we had all kind of thought. Well, he was either filming a cameo for Thor or something. Now I'm figuring if he filmed a cameo for Thor, something happened. They could have thrown together something that shows up at the end of Iron Man. It's very easy. I mean yeah. Thor is is in is in principal shooting right now, and I I, I don't know if they're going to show Cap per se, but uh, the shield. It's something like that. Something. I, it, I think, like they said, name checked at least. Right. Will be uh, will a picture. Be, yes. Anything. So, I mean, it's. I. I can't imagine they'll show us Thor's outfit or something like that. Maybe the. Ha- I don't know. But I, it's. It's got to be something. Like I said, at least. At least a name check. I think we'll get that. It's like a, dealing with some sort of Norse thunder god. You know, Nick Fury saying something like that. Uh, also, we have a casting of uh, the love interest. Uh, Haley Atwell, British actor, Brideshead Revisited, uh, will co-star as Peggy Carter, 
the Brit British agent helping the French resistance who becomes Steve Rogers' love interest. And for those of you out there, uh, one of my favorite sites, uh, What Would Tyler Durden Do?, had some pictures of Miss Atwell. And um, she is chestily blessed. Oh, really? Mm. <laughs> Thank it looks you. great. Motorboat. <laughs> Uh, now, this is uh, the latest news, and this is uh, really, I I'm very happy about this. Uh, I know a lot of geeks are polarized on this one. Joss Whedon yeah. is uh, coming in. He's going to direct and rewrite the Avengers movie. He's also going to tweak the script for Captain America. Thank you. I, I was worried that it was going to be a little too, God, I hope they take the musical number thing out. Look, I well, Josh. Josh did throw a musical episode into both Buffy. Oh, and, that's true. Look, okay, never mind. Josh, this is the thing about Josh, is that Josh is is kind of like Kevin Smith in the sense that he created his own universe. He's yeah, got the Buffy yeah. Angel exactly. Firefly universe. Now, having said that, he is endeared in 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 nerd and geekdom. Mm-hmm. But. Will he be able to separate himself enough from his Whedonisms? Ah, uh, yes. To direct, to, to to come in and not undo everything that uh, Favreau, Leterrier, Johnston, and Branagh has done. I didn't think about that. You're right. I mean, because you look at his, you look at like Firefly. I mean, it was it was a big film. It was mm -hmm. it was full of adventure, mm -hmm. but it was so his flair. Yeah. It was his shots and his. And I think if anybody directs the Avengers, it has to be somebody who who understands the storyline, but is not going to put a specific flair on it. Mm -hmm. Because each of these movies have had their own, and it needs to be an amalgam of what these guys have done. He needs to be able to take all of those ingredients and make a wonderful film. And I hope that he can separate himself enough from well, what he is. All I can say is is that his exposure, the things that he has done with Marvel in the past, is he wrote an X Astonishing X-Men. Mm -hmm. He wrote a whole series of comics. And that was the last time I read and really enjoyed an X-Men comic was when he was doing it. Well, um, of course, he made Colossus gay. Well, I, and see, and I would love <laughs> I, I, I would love to see the Avengers have that that same tone that that Iron Man has had with the with Tony yeah. Stark being funny at moments, but yeah. it overall being a, 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 about the you know the the action. I I don't know. I we'll see. I, that, that, There's I, worse choices. Yes, exactly. nobody's ever going to be the guy that you went. Oh, that's perfect. Exactly. Ever. Well, There's well, never. And we've, and we've that. done that many, many times with casting in the past. Well, me and you did the same thing about Chris Evans when we when yeah. we sat here and talked about it, and then everybody went Chris Evans. We went, oh yeah. Oh, didn't think about him. Sure. Okay. okay. We'll that's go fine. with. Uh, although I, was, I got thinking that maybe that that guy from True Blood would have been a good choice too. The. Uh, uh, Oh, Anna Paquin's brother. Uh, forgot his name. Mm, anyway, I yeah. thought because, you know, there's a thing on GQ and him this month. And I... Abs, that's all I'm saying. He is British, though. Oh, he is? Yeah. Oh, because he plays a redneck real good. Yeah, he does. <laughs> all right, fine. Uh, I'm always trying to get you into gaming, Marcus. And uh, I've, I've found a couple of games, I think, that you might be interested in that are being released. Rocket, too. April me. 22nd, Sherlock Holmes versus Jack the Ripper. Now, really, I don't think this is, has anything to do with the Sherlock Holmes movie uh, that we've seen. I think this is the legend. So what it is, is it's uh, 1888, London, Whitechapel, horrible series of crimes, and uh, you, Sherlock Holmes, must figure out who Jack the Ripper is. Really? So it's like a, it's like a uh, you know, role-playing kind of thing. Hmm. Now that was interesting, but here's the one that I think you'd really be interested in. It's for the PC, released on April 20th. The Misadventures of P.B. Winterbottom. 
Enter a macabre and comical silent film world filled with mischief, time travel, and delicious pie. Ew. That's right up your alley. Sounds it? like a whole bunch of tomfoolery. Yes. All right, this week on TV, um, Pan's Labyrinth is on the Sundance Channel on the 21st, uh, Wednesday, 21st. Good show. Very good. And, of course, like we said, the uh, the Clone Wars, Friday night, uh, 9 p.m., Boba Fett recruits bounty hunters to bring down the Jedi Knights. That's what he does. Boba and, Fett? Uh, Boba Fett, where? Uh, and V. I'm loving V. This is the se- this is the second installment of V, right? Yeah, this, this is, is the second like... series, short series, whatever. Okay. Anyway, but uh, it's it's gotten really really good. I have to be honest. Is Lost over yet? It's got a few more weeks. Okay. There's there's not going to do. They're not going to be able to do this, are they? It's looking like it's limping toward the finale. Um, I kind of called it a few seasons ago. If they're if they're doing what I think they're doing, I called it a few seasons ago. Mm. And I won't share it with I, you. I, I, I don't want to ruin it. I haven't, I haven't watched Lost in season two. Hmm. Every once in a while, I'll flip on an episode and I go, so they're off the island now? <laughs> well, why'd they go back to the island? Are people oh, on the know. island? Then Is the island a thing? Then you'll really hate I don't know what's going now. on. To be honest, I have no idea. That's one of those where you'll have to sit down with the box set. I'm sure it will. Takes, I can't. You know, I just need to go through. But, I mean, Lost season one, I was so enthralled. Season two kind of lost me a little bit. And by the time I started tuning into season three, I just went, I'm, I can't. I don't know. Yeah. You'll just have to sit down and watch. I'm just going to tune out, tune out a TV till Dexter starts again. Hmm, probably not a bad idea. Okay, this is the final item I have before we get to the new episode, which is, uh, of course, called Queerios. Uh, boy, this sounds uh, great. How would you like to uh, support the L.A. Audubon Society and go bird watching with Armin Shimmerman from Deep Space? He's Quark from Star Trek. All right. Audubon Society fundraiser with Star Trek stars. Go bird watching. I thought you might find that fascinating and exciting and interesting. I can't imagine that anybody would want to do that ever. I can name at least five people right now who would fly down and do that. Zach Shot, ladies and gentlemen. ZachShot.com. Oh, Super producer. Super producer. Hello. And uh, evil genius. How's the book sales going? Uh, all right. We sold uh, two copies in Bountiful, so I'm really excited. <laughs> it was too Sounds sunny. like ticket sales. Yeah. <laughs> it's going great. Blogs of Wrath is the name of the book. It's on Amazon. Amazon. Zach Shot. Can you get it on your Kindle? Uh, no. Yeah. <laughs> no. Your iPad. iPad. You watch it on the iPad? Yeah. Oh, okay. Nope. Nope. Can't so. go to Hulu on the iPad. Nope. Forget sure it. can't. Uh, let's see. Um, what was I going to ask you about? Are we? Oh, did you see Kick-Ass? Did you like, I didn't. You didn't? Mm-mm. Bad geek. Sorry. Bad geek. Oh, well, you're selling books. Oh, books. All right. Well, thank you for coming in, Marcus. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, and you know what? I'm going to, mm-hmm. I'm going to, uh, I'm going to, I'll throw this down now. Right now? Okay. I'm going to be at the next episode. The next recording. The next recording. At the end of this week. At the yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna be there. Ooh. That'll be. Well, I'll be happy to have you back. I'm gonna I'm gonna I, I'm right. gonna be there and uh, yeah. It's gonna be good. It is gonna be good. I like it. Good to have you back. Well, all right. It'll here, be good to be. Back. Here is the uh, latest uh, episode. It's called Querios. Please to enjoy. And welcome. To the basement. Hey! Oh, hello. Hello, oh, uh, everybody. LOL. <laughs> it's just fun to shout that. LOL. Just you know, when you're when you're at the mall or at work, just I shout. Did it. Just ruffle, shout, LOL. ruffle. I hear sex is awesome. WTF? <laughs> LOL. 
LMAO. Uh, yes, welcome to uh, GeekShowPodcast.com, uh, where we invite you to join our Facebook friends, and uh, we uh, ask you to uh, subscribe to us on iTunes, review our show on iTunes, and most specifically, buy our merchandise, because it pays for the vodka. And, and uh, Buy it on iTunes. I don't know what that is. Go means. to our forum. It's free on, on it's, iTunes. It's free. Subscribe. Our merchandise? Both, both versions, no. the safe for work and the not safe for work. Mm-hmm. You can There's get a safe for work one? There, there, there will, will be. be. Really? By the really? time you hear this, there will be. Two versions, the not safe for work and the safe for work. What, of, of this podcast? Of this show. Yep. Why? Yes. Our, our parts will be dubbed there, in by there, Jim Belushi. There has. There has. Believe <laughs> it or not, there's a demand. And it's not. It's, it's from guys who love the show or, or women who love the show, but they like listening to it with their kids, and, mm-hmm. and it just kind of goes a few places. And we're not cutting anything out. We're just going to kind of um, uh, edit the bleepsies. Yeah. Bleep. Oh, my God. There's going to be a there's going to be a key so that you'll know that when you hear R two D two beep that means Shannon said motherfucker. Mm-hmm. So you'll be able to fill in the gaps. Is it going to be who's going to do all this? No. It'll be uh, different sounds. Lee George Kate is going to do this. Wow, you it's, really have oh, a lot of. Spare I know, time. I know. No, he's insane. Isn't <laughs> I I used to do a lot of audio production and I haven't had the opportunity. I do a lot so. of audio production every day. Well, excellent. I produce an enormous amount of audio. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Cockballs. He, he, if he, I, I seriously, I wish, I wish people could hear Scott mutter at work. <laughs> he does so much, or or to hear him laugh at the TV he's watching. Yeah, it's kind of. It's, oh, and, and I'm just oh, behind him. Smoke. And I'm behind him. I go, what? What? <laughs> I want to know. We had a tour Here's come through once, and I was on an interview, and I had a, a, a an earplug in, and I was typing. Uh, with Dame Edna Everidge, uh, and it was one of these things. Where it, was a, it was a conference call, so I, you know, oh, you're so interviewing I'm, him. so I'm typing and I'm laughing, and the kids thought I was laughing at the story I was writing. Yeah, <laughs> this is the best story about cream corn I've yeah. ever written. Oh, I love cream corn. <laughs> Blueberries. Nobody writes stories about cream corn. Chris does. Well, not cream anymore. blueberries. Not anymore. Oh, you know, I think it's all been said. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Once F. Scott Fitzgerald said it all about cream corn, cream you're done. Corn. Uh, anyway, so where were we? Okay, um, yeah, let's let's get this over with. Where are we <laughs> ads, ads first, or uh, uh, do you want to do uh, the sponsors? Let's do sponsors. First? Okay. Eat, eat more ham. Shit, if you just let's let me get through this, then then we can get on to uh, making as cut, many fart jokes as possible. I'm not even going to say what I normally say before oh, you thank say that. God. All right. Uh, anyway, so uh, yes, we're talking you. about vagina. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! What's the sound you're going to have for that? Uh, vagina? Mm-hmm. I'm just going to use the word vagina. It's a, well, t- it's a technical term. Repeatedly, apparently. Seriously, is it safe for work, though? Oh, uh, no, 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 no. It depends. No. If you work at a gynecologist's office, yes. Well, what about uh, uh, no, uh, no, a, a drop from uh, Inglorious Bastards and in the place of vagina should be bingo! Actually, I'm just going to replace it with a queef sound. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> What's the sound for the queef sound? Oh, it's kind of a farting noise. How about isn't this? It? Well, yes, but... Can I just record? Have we, have we ever recorded one? I mean, can the we sound go to, to cover up the queef can sound. I go what, to, is can it going to be R two D two? Make can I go to dailywave.com and find saber? the sound? Of the, can I type in queef at dailywave? If you and say <laughs> a vaginal fart, to. You know? but the word. But again, how are you going to? You've got your work cut out for you. I, I know think, I do, and I was I was actually sympathizing you know with somebody do. who used to We're cut really the audio on the show. You know what we could do is you know how they re-record different words for movies. Can I just go and record different? Yeah. ADR. That's what I was like, saying. Is we had a vagina. It's like so. it's, when somebody would say vagina, you'd hear me go, hatchet wound. <laughs> yeah, that's better. <laughs> so instead of it'd be, oh. Oh. like instead of instead of bullshit, it would be bamboo. 
Bamboozle. Bamboozle. Motherfucker would be nincompoop. What does drippy gooch mean? What's what's Quam. It's really kind of astonishing that we found a group and... I just oh, don't and know. And I'm the tasteful okay. one. That's, that is odd. I don't know what quivering woman wound means. Um, <laughs> okay, let me write that. Sponsors. Down. Well, no, I'm I'm going to promote something else before okay, I get okay. to the sponsors. Yeah, I think so. Life water. Palate cleanser. A palate <laughs> cleanser is what, yeah. what this podcast needs. Uh, Have you guys ever eaten cookies? <laughs> You're goddamn delicious. Pay for this, you fool. <laughs> We're, we're going to make it impossible for him to say anything. I just, I just, I'm saying, Lee, I'm just saying, Lee, you got your work cut out for you. I, uh, oh. I know that there's a uh, certain bar owner I'm going to be having. Yeah, some yeah. Sympathy for. I got a, I got a phone number you can call. Oh, those motherfuckers at Geek Show, they won't stop swearing. You guys could have like a um, <laughs> group therapy together. We'll, uh, we'll listen to Smetty Rabbit. Everything will be good. Uh, just real quickly, Smetty here. Rabbit. <laughs> Tricks are for kids. Uh, movie night. Yes. April yeah, oh, 25th. Yeah. Uh, it is free, 5 p.m., and because it is April, yes. Jeff has chosen two monkey movies. Yeah. We're finally playing which, Dunstan Checks In. No, we're Everybody not. Which, which one is first? Plan- OG, no, we don't o- tell. We don't tell. Oh, is it? Is it it's a secret. Is Show it a us. secret? Is yes. that right? Yeah. Okay. The, the movies we're showing are uh, the original generation Planet of the Apes. Yay! And one of mine and Shannon's oh, favorite movies. We're, and we're not serious, being serious about it. Every which way but loose. I love of that course you movie. Do. It's, so, it's about a now, renegade in the 70s with his pet monkey. Well, well, that, the orangutan in that is uh, was trained by Bobby Berzini, yeah. who I got to interview who uh, years and years and years ago. And then I found out after the interview, uh, he would beat those monkeys. Oh, Clyde. Not to bring a uh, pall upon the every which way but loose uh, fun. Fine. <laughs> Fuck it, we're playing Dunstan Checks in. Anyway. Yes. No, 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 no. Cause, no, because that, that, you know, that makes it easier to drink for every which way but loose. Because every time Clyde the orangutan does something funny, everyone can toast. To you him and drink to animal cruelty. Yes. Now, how about, now that you tell me that, that makes me feel like when, when Clint Eastwood goes, Clyde, bang, and he falls down, that they really shot him. What, every, every they time, probably did. Every time Clyde flinches, how many How many orangutans? <laughs> <laughs> no hit. No hit eye. No, no hit eye. No hit eye. No. That's good. Right? Clint's going to hit me. Drink every time Spoiler Clyde flinches. Spoiler alert. You get, oh, to Jesus. The, you get to the end of that movie and you discover they're on Earth. <laughs> You yes. bastard. Well, now what's more interesting is that in this movie, in these two, in this double feature, you've got uh, Cheston versus Cheestwood, <laughs> right? Yes, it's it's the two big manliest men in Hollywood face off. That's true. Cheston versus Cheestwood. Philo uh, Bettel would kick be the, the show- shit out of astronaut out of Colonel Taylor. Yeah, a showdown of what's the mighty squint. Yes, and now a scene from Planet of the Apes. I will call you Bright Eyes. I'll call you bitch. Whoa. What, oh, sorry, what, didn't speak what will point. he find out there, Dr. Zayas? His destiny. So, his destiny. I, will, was, it, I thought it was a little, you know, there was some foretelling in that movie because Charlton Heston was desperate to have a gun in his hands. <laughs> Never trust anyone over 30, right, Scott? <laughs> there you go. Darn old adults. You just suck. <laughs> I'm the teenage gorilla. Or no, chimp, chimp. sorry. 
I'm actually going to sit in the theater and watch Any Which Way But Loose. No, you, I, I, you will. I will. I, I swear I, to God. No, no, someone's going to walk up to you and say, Shannon, I've got a pitcher of beer and no mouth attached to it. No, I will. Like, I, 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 I'll, I'll tell you this. I may be in the theater to watch both movies. No. I love both those movies. No. No. You know how she got cast, right? Because she was hot? Linda Harrison. She was dating the producer. Ah, there you go. Yeah. Ah. And no gag reflex. But now this is a a discussion that has been had many, many times. Uh Was Nova the perfect woman? She couldn't talk. (laughs) (laughs) And she obviously didn't own any underpants. And and Linda Harrison was... And she was stacked. And she would do anything you asked. Yeah. Right? Okay. She is devoted to... To Taylor, who she barely met. They threw him in a cell with her, and she was like, I love you. Well, it's because he was Cheston. Yeah. Yes, you, no one can turn down. I yes, like, it was like any number of prison movies we've seen. <laughs> <laughs> I'd totally stick it in her hatchet wound. Oh, damn it! But you're so damned ugly. <laughs> Sorry, I have the original Planet of the Apes memorized. I, so do I. I can do it all, and I'll do it in my ape mask. <laughs> You and I need to find eight masks for this movie night. By the way, it's at Bruvy Cinema Pub, 677 South. We should all wear them. Like, this is what it would be like from another land. (laughs) Beware the beast man, for he is the devil's pawn. Oh, 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 fuck! Do not let let him breed in great numbers. There it is. I think you can turn him on. I I don't even know how. He's a switch on the neck or something somewhere. It's a... Uh, it's oh, name. Scott Pearson technology. Don't that monkey. <laughs> I don't know. If he... Scott Pearson's like, I don't. Is this is this a is this one of those robots? <laughs> I think he has a battery in him. I he does. He's got a little switch in the back. There we go. Right there. There we go. Beware the beast man, <laughs> for he is the devil's pawn. He will dress you up in a red cap. That make you play symbols for his amusement. Who glues these the fucking that's... symbols to my hand? Is this the one that screams after a few minutes? Will you stop hitting your monkey? Doing? Hey, stop, stop hey, smacking no, your when monkey. You hit him on the you train the orangutan? No, when you hit him on the head. <laughs> yeah, literally, he literally learned. Are you trying to train him like Clyde? That's Bobby Berzini. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's beating the hell out of it. No, when you, when you hit his head, he's supposed to... You sure are rough. You sure are rough on your monkey. <laughs> Don't you know you're gonna shock that monkey? Oh my god! <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. I, this is, that's the name of this episode. Carrie and his monkey. <laughs> this is our best podcast. This is our best podcast episode ever. Is this? Is that? Is the mic in his penis? <laughs> In his pencil case. In his monkey hammer. I'm just telling you, you folks listening to this podcast are going to have that song in your head forever. I, you know, every disc jockey in the country has one of these. I just have a vision now of the poor things being pounded. <laughs> and do your thing. Do your thing. My right turn, Clyde. Yeah. <laughs> With his mouth, <laughs> he's showing vicious monkey teeth. Don't you fucking oh, look no. at me like oh, that! Look, he's stuck. So now we just proving uh, it. it's, it's easy to pr- it's a train a primate with violence. Uh, for, That's right. for a change, you'll actually want to watch the Comcast oh. version. <laughs> there you go. 
You right. paid for this. By the way, before I forget... Let's introduce our panel oh, here. Well, well, I was going to say one more thing we should say about the uh, movie night. Yes. Drink specials, courtesy Uinta Brewing, Uinta Brewing and Brewy Cinema Pub, including Shannon and I are coming up with ape-themed drink specials. <laughs> oh. Dude, not, but I'm not drinking them. <laughs> <laughs> I got... Oh, I felt terrible. Um, After the Ninja Turtles? Oh, those Ninja Turtles? They looked like scope. They did, but they tasted like apples and uh, sugar water. You and regret. Apples and regret. Oh, my God. God. That's true. My lessons I taught the next day on Monday were, shut up, children. <laughs> shut up there, children. <laughs> oh, wow. I beat my monkey. All right, let's introduce the panel. And then I will do the sponsors and... Uh, and, and hopefully uh, a show, show will begin. And the show will begin. <laughs> yeah, this like is like half over now. This is like the pre-show, and we haven't even gotten to the break. All right, uh, Scott Pierce, TV critic, Deseret News. Uh, yeah, hi. DeseretNews.com. <laughs> hi. Shannon Barnson, children's educator, bartender. Mm-hmm. Love of my life. Uh, well, maker of bad choices. <laughs> <laughs> Those go together. They do. <laughs> Lover of hatchet wounds. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff Weiss, film critic, Deseret News. <laughs> Jeff at DesNews.com. Viceroy at MediocreShow.com. Lee George Cade, artist. Grimly shit. <laughs> Professional beeper. <laughs> it's Grimly's.com. Oh, sorry. Yes. G-R... And seriously, if you misspell it, it'll still go to the right G-R-M-I... Two M's. L-E-E. Just throw a you, Z in there every once in a while. You and, you and Rachel need to make more Grimly apes for the movie uh, night. We've you got, can sell a ton. We've got mermonkeys and apes and all kinds of other stuff. And uh, <laughs> Wouldn't those just be murkies? No, we call them mermonkeys because it sounds bring better. Them, uh, bring them. Monk meats. Because murky sounds like merkin and then, you know. Yeah. I'm going to try to sell eight by tens of myself. <laughs> Do it. You should sell giant wall clings of yourself. <laughs> Oh my we'll get God. to that. Or just like sticking sleep. them on your window, just like me going. Ugh. I have enough trouble sleeping already. <laughs> we will get to that. Uh, and introducing our guest panelist uh, for this episode, he paid to be here. <laughs> <laughs> you fool, <laughs> Greg Johnson. Hey, hey well, Greg Johnson. He, he donated five hundred dollars. Right. What the hundred dollars to the Leukemia Lymphoma uh, oh, Foundation? Okay, well that's all right. So then. that uh, uh, Gina and Richie can run in a marathon and half marathon. And uh, sponsoring them as Is he ended an Olive Garden? <laughs> Gina's does. If I'd known you were rich, I would have been nicer to you all along. <laughs> True. And uh, anyway, so uh, Greg is, uh, has paid to be here, and he is a, a panelist today. He has actually brought topics. He brought more than I did. He, he, wants, to, he wants to interview us. What? Oh. what and that will come up. All right. Okay. What okay. crazy future does this guy come from? I know. Somebody's going to pay $500 say, to interview say, say something, Greg. Greg's just been sitting here laughing Jesus. the whole time. Well, how can I compete with this? That's <laughs> well, the question. Well, well, first <laughs> well, off, congratulations for donating to yes. a business. Yes. Thank, yeah. yes. thank you. And, and, and secondly, thank you for interviewing us because you can't possibly get the facts worse than Slug Magazine did. Whoa! <laughs> oh, hey, now. now. All right. Hi, Jimmy. Uh <laughs> All right, let me let me do the let me do the sponsors. Okay, and uh, and then we'll, we'll get this done. And, Have you heard about angina lately? And, and then we can then we can just get moving. Okay, because okay, I, I want to talk about because we should get yeah. moving. We got some stuff. We got to get moving here. Uh, I want to thank PC Laptops, PCLaptops.com. Dan, the laptop man, is uh, Zach Shutt's boyfriend, and uh, we'll call him at four in the morning to say I love you. Yeah. That's how I know. Do you ever say like 
I'm sleeping? No, you don't. Zach's say never sleeping. That's the thing. Uh, I've had two middle-of-the-night phone calls from Dan Young, and you jump to that phone because there's something about the way the phone rings that says, this is going to be awesome. Well, he's a genius. Uh, you can simply drop by at your convenience to have your uh, PC uh, laptop serviced, and uh, he is the man. Uh, Fifteen years they've been in business. PC laptops, authentic lifetime service guarantee backed by their team of over 90 certified computer nerds at your beck and call. They're also in Las Vegas. Yeah, and an extra bonus, he's never flew over the uh, freeway like a nut on a paraglider. That's true. He's never flew? Flown. He's flown. Um, Excellent. Uh It's not just hype, those guys. It's not just hype. I mean, a lot of people have said, oh, well, you guys are supposed to say that you love PC laptops. They are are badasses. There's nobody out there that that I will ever. I mean, even if you were to stop advertising, which you probably will. Yeah, who could, who I would, ever do still, that? I would still go see him because he, he does kick ass. Xmission.com, connecting Utah's geeks to the Internet since 1993. Right now you get two free months of Xmission DSL with purchase of voice data bundle. Xmission gives customers competitive rates on everything from residential DSL to optical business connections, and they're powered by 100% renewable energy. Xmission.com. Thank you, Pete Ashdown. Please be our governor. Governor Has he Ashdown. ever listen to this show? Uh, I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> I saw him at Ruby's one time, and I asked him not to. <laughs> Good. He is a Tron fan. Next does, time you see him, talk to him about Tron. Does he know that he's running for governor? Uh, he better. Let's just okay. write him in. We're mm-hmm. going to write him in. I Seriously, I, I don't like, like anybody else that's running. 30,000 votes. All right, so, uh, Dr. Volt's Comic Connection, uh, 2043 East, 3300 South. Uh, free comic book day is May 1st. And uh, that that is uh, it's promoting literacy, honest. It is. It is. It is. It I'll is. probably grab a bunch to take to my kids. Yeah, I, I will actually. There are a lot of uh, I have a lot of God children uh, and illegitimate children uh, all over, and, and, and they love the comic books. And a lot well, of the course, com- it reminds them yeah. of their dad. And, yes. and a lot of the comics you can get on Free Comic Book Day are all ages appropriate. Yeah, there, they, there are some adults only, but mostly they're age appropriate. Yes, and by the way, these spiffy shirts that we're wearing—I've got one, but I'm just don't have one. Uh, courtesy of Doctor Volts. And designed by Sergio. Sergio Aragones. Yeah. Uh, a, god. Say his name? a god of illustrators. Aragones. Aragones. Um, Would you like this shirt? Would you like this? I would like I it. will give it to you. I, 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 Gru the Wanderer was one of those comics when I first started playing D&D in the early, early 80s. Gru was out there and just one of the coolest comics to read. Uh, but, by the way, you can also find these T-shirts for sale at Dr. Volt's. Yes. What? Yes. Yeah. Wait, they're selling free comic book day sh- T-shirts? No, they only The T-shirts aren't free. No, the T-shirts are for uh, they they raise money for the uh, comic book defense fund. Yeah, right? comic book le- legal defense fund. Yeah, exactly. A very worthy cause. Whoever pays the most for one gets to be on the show. <laughs> Five hundred dollars. <laughs> yeah, I should really give you this shirt. Shouldn't I? You should. You should. All right. Uh, anyway, so uh, Dr. Volts, go see him. Uh, 20, it's no. 2043 East, 3300 South. And uh, those of you watching on Comcast Channel 1 Utah on Demand, you're seeing our new backdrop that we've got here. This uh, this is something that you could actually have in your house. Uh, it's called a wall jammer from advancedgraphics.com. Mm, looks wall great over, they, looks over gr- great over a new breakfast nook. That is a sticker, actually. That is a big sticker. Sort of a sticker. It's like I a vinyl thing you can take off yeah. and move around. You, you, you can reuse it. I, I did not stick it up on the wall. It's so like there's, a color form. So there, yeah. So there's like a ripple going through it. So don't don't let that fool you. It's, that's my fault. I did that wrong. But uh, you can get them for, uh, you know, uh, Star Trek characters, big spaceships from Star, Star Trek. Starships! Starships! Starships, I'm sorry. You can get it anything. Oh, my God. You know what would be the best to get of those, of the wall jammers? What's that? You could get the silhouettes of Crow T. Robot and <gasps> Tom Servo and put it across your television screen. That would be cool. Uh, if I, if I that's was, what I'm going to do. If I was a... Um, I, I knew it. I if I was a roadrunner that was always getting... Uh, 
hassled by a pesky uh, coyote. You'd, you'd, coyote? Get, you'd, you'd get a giant giant canyon hole. Yeah, I'd get a hole so I could just slap no, it no, on the rock. You'd get a railroad ca- uh, tunnel <laughs> is what you'd get. <laughs> you'd get a railroad tunnel and and it'd be like you'd run into it. Yeah. Can I can I take uh, can I take just one minute? Yes, no. one minute. I probably we, time probably can't. I'll bet no. it. Go. Okay. The, the Star Trek relaunch that we all loved this last summer, right? Yes. The big, the big word is, what would we do if they did con? Well. So who would, who would well, we do? Well, before we get to that, you know, they're probably not going, to, we're not going to get a new Star Trek for a while. They're not rushing it. They are not rushing it. they shouldn't. Shit. They really shouldn't. I know, honey. It's okay. Yeah. Uh, it, it says uh, that uh, they're not going to start shooting until like 2010, you know, this year. Yeah. Maybe. If that. If they have a script that they're happy with. And they so, don't yet. And they're, and they're picky Star Trek fans. They so. are. So they're, they're putting it off for quite some time. I'm trying to find the exact date here. Um, they're looking at 2012. Yeah. Summer 2012. That's still two years away. Come no, no, no. Guys. No, no, no. Awesome. Uh, the world ends in December. But I'm and this old. And this will be June. <laughs> oh, okay. Cool. You could be 52 well, by well, then. Well, and Paramount is doing this for a reason. They don't want to go toe-to-toe with next year's Thor and Captain America movies. That's true. That's true. Them. Damn those superheroes. Yeah. <laughs> but there's, there's a, last night we anyway, were watching yes. the fourth season of Weeds, and Khan was on the show. And Do tell. Uh, have anybody watched Weeds? Yeah. I, I have. I, I'm uh, not sure you who you're the, talking the, about. The fourth season of the show? Because, yes. Okay. Uh, the, the mayor of Tijuana. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. He is so Ricardo Montalban, it scared the living crap out of me. He has uh, the same inflections. The dude is handsome as hell. He's a good actor. He's got some menace to him. I mean, in this uh, this show, he he plays a very charming, very virile, very machismo, scary as hell Mexican drug lord. Uh, I'm sorry, but I'm supporting Manny from Modern Family. (laughs) (laughs) That would be so good. I don't know who Manny from Modern Family is, but this guy... This this guy this guy just just I was watching that and and every time the guy talked I was seeing Khan I was uh, seeing the possibility of this guy that's a good thought being Khan Benjamin Bratt although you just mentioned that and you mentioned threatening and and television actors and you know what all all I could think of was Isai Morales Isai Morales would be oh really he'd be good excellent he um, would be good I think that guy from the Dos Equis commercials <laughs> the most but, interesting man in the world yeah. but then yeah, you know it, by the way can I just say this about the most interesting man in the world he's, he's Jewish sm- for real. He smokes cigars and drinks all this stuff. I'll bet that guy has the worst breath in the world. Right. So, okay, he's not the most interesting yeah. breath in the he world. He is the most, man. Yeah. So, I mean, and then uh. that got us thinking about, uh, you know, it's an alternate universe. Wouldn't it be funny if Khan ended up having a hero turn? Hmm. Instead of being the villain, something happened in the course of events where he's able to. No. 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 I don't that, that would be, be awesome. No, no, no it would no. not. That would be bad. And then. Okay, your minutes have been long. Okay. Well, thanks. <laughs> I just wanted to throw that out well, there. Well, and we, we all here at the table, I believe. Javier Bardem. Javier Bardem from uh, No Country for Old Men. Is the one Man. we like. That would be good. Maybe mm-hmm. not Nestor Carbonara. Not Nestor Carbonara. <laughs> no, Batman. No, he, he Batman could be, well cannot be Khan. He, he would be. He would be Khan's second in charge. He would be the guy that was from that Phoenix show. He has super but, hearing. <laughs> sir, you have Genesis. <laughs> I mean, you have, remember Phoenix? Yeah. You mean you mean he'd be Hawk from? Excuse me. Uh, what we're looking for is a guy with really feathered hair. You brought up Buck Rogers. I've got Buck Rogers. Nestor Carbonell has been a superhero, though. Batman Well. And the mayor on Batman. I've got. I was once in a room, and my friend and I. I've got Buck Rogers. It's Batman Well, and he was way on the other side of the room, and he went. He was excited. Curtis. He was like, somebody watch that show. I saved those two liters. Buck Rogers? Yes. Paul W.S. Anderson. Fuck him. Who the hell is that? 
Death Race? He made, he made he end the Resident Evil movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And Mortal Kombat! He is, Finish he is, it! He is uh, going to do uh, Buck Rogers, and he's going to do it in 3D. Of course. I hope Yui Bowl helps him with it. Well, and, and uh, the big question, of course, he was asked, says, if you do this... Will Tweaky be in the movie? Oh, please. Because, you know, Tweaky was in all the old comics in the 30s. Right. Yeah. Uh, you would think that he would say, no. <laughs> but You would? He says he kind of has a soft spot for the... Uh, of course he does, because he's retarded. ...little penis-headed dancing robot. Well, because, you know, it was the voice of Mel Blanc. No, that was actually the medallion that had the voice of... Really? Dr. Mel Theopolis. Who did the voice of Tweaky? It was Mel Blanc was the voice of Tweaky. That's what I... That's, that's right, Buck. He can't bit, bit, and he knows yeah. stuff. You're just How dare you? He does. He really... He, he, knows, his, he knows his shit. Uh, anyway, uh, he says uh, it's not going to be that, the TV show, but... Uh, you mean Hawk it, is going to be the Or Tiger it'll be, Man? It'll be relatable. Um, so I Princess want... Princess Ardala is not going to be on it? I Panther want Man? Us, I want us right now to cast... The new Buck Rogers. Oh, I don't know if God. I know. I don't know if I know enough people on the CW. Oh, oh, I do, <laughs> I do. I'll cast Buck Rogers in this movie. Go ahead. There can be no other than Gil Gerard. No, he's have you, he lost have you guys, weight. Have you guys seen the the fan thing? The guys that did their their own fan uh, yeah. Star Trek show. They they did a, mm-hmm. a first episode of the Buck Rogers with <laughs> Gil is, Gerard and Aaron Gray. Who is a latter day Gil Gerard? <sighs> yeah, do we have a current Jonathan Frakes? No, too old. <laughs> too old. How about uh, Spencer Pratt? <laughs> you, mean, <laughs> you mean Running Bear? I, I don't know. No. I think he might be a better actor than Gil Gerard. <laughs> no, I know who Spencer Pratt is. Uh, He's that jackass from the hills that changed his name to oh, Running Bear. God. That's right. you, you know, if somebody good were making the movie, I'd suggest Nathan Fillion. That mm. would be great. That would be good. Oh, yeah. Okay, now let's uh, cast uh, Aaron Gray's ass. Oh, let's do that. No, there's only Jane one Bell. ass. There's only one ass that could fill that, and that would be that uh, Kardashian. Uh, Kim Kardashian. Kim Kardashian. Yeah. Oh, there we go. That's Kardashian. a very. That's a very CW Buck Rogers there. Spencer Pratt, Kim Kardashian. <laughs> I just don't. And then I would shoot myself in the theater. That's true. <laughs> All right. Uh, anyway, uh, I did want to do the uh, fuck yeah moments right here. Mm. Now uh, let me let me read this to you. I found this on uh, io9. It is a uh, phenomenon discovered by a blogger, scholar, and visionary, it says here, whoever, Dave no Campbell, in which he, uh, uh, he has uh, Dave's long box blog or whatever it is. Uh, he, he came up with the name Fuck Yeah Moments. Uh, and what it is is a moment of total awesomeness, like Batman schooling Prometheus. Uh, he later expanded it to be Kirk going, Con! Mm-hmm. Sidney Poitier saying, they call me Mr. Tibbs. Fuck yeah moments, all right? Uh, George Takai in uh, the Star Trek movie going, target the center of that explosion and fire. Fuck yeah moment. Okay. All right? Uh, Adama uh, has, has, uh, says here, uh, look at Admiral Adama. You can cry, puke on yourself, throw paint, and discuss your bowel movements. But if you ram a, your a Cylon base ship with your Battlestar, that's a fuck yeah moment. Right, sure, for sure. So you, you, you need a fuck yeah moment in a movie. Terminator, Sarah Connor, uh, Connor Chronicles. Chronicles. Chronicle. She defibrillated herself. Yeah. Fuck yeah moment. Uh, Rorschach in, Wasp, in Watchmen. Wasp, are you all right, buddy? In Wasp. <laughs> he, 
Hello, Greg, Greg brought Stolichnoia, and I'm a fan. So. You're thinking of Wassell, man. <laughs> um, Rorschach. I'm not locked up in here with you. You're locked up in here with me. That's a fuck yeah I'm moment. I'm pretty sure. So give me your fuck yeah moments. From what? From anything. It can be movies, TVs, books, whatever. Books. Uh, you know what? My fuck yeah moment. It, it's going to sound really you ridiculous. You could be reading a comic book and go, yeah. Oh, God damn you. Okay. Yeah. Siege number three. God damn it. That was Siege be my number asshole. three. When, when, uh, Norman Osborne's been disgraced as Iron Patriot. He's finally uncloaked. He's got the stupid goblin face paint on and he won't shut up. And finally, after years of, of getting tormented by Norman, Peter Parker as Spider Man says, Will you shut up, Norman? And punches, punches him, him in the fucking, fucking face. <laughs> I can just see them sitting there reading the comic book going, fuck, fuck yeah. yeah. Yeah, and I, I that was, I said it. I we, did. No, because we read the preview uh, online, and we were like. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But between that and the part where uh, where Steve Rogers as Captain America hits Iron Patriot in the face with a shield. Or when Tony shows up in his old schooly armor. Yeah. Fuck mm-hmm, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> so there you go. That's what I'm talking about. I think there were two in the last Star Trek movie, and I know that this speaks no, to, to what I love. Let's have it. You go. One was when the Enterprise rose up out of the mist. Oh, yeah. Oh, the yeah, yeah. The ring sure. music playing. Yeah. For me, this was an emotional experience, and the other was when it came out of warp firing. Yeah. yeah. That was pretty badass. Fuck yeah. And those were two. For me, these were literally emotional experiences. That's they, cool. They were. See, I was sitting next go. to you. You were shaking. Because we went to see it like 20 times in the theater. The kids started, started moving away from me because they knew that when it rose up, I was going to like reach over and grab their legs. Actually, can I change mine? Sure. In Iron Man. No, it's not like no, you, no, have no, to, no, there's, you when, can have many in your life. When, yeah, you can when, have many. You don't have to have just one. It's like the first time when, I saw a pair of titties. Yeah, when, fuck when, yeah. When, fuck yeah. When, when Tony Stark wearing the old school armor walks out of the cave. Mm-hmm. Mm. Oh yeah, with with the uh, with the heaters blowing the flame, flame oh, and yeah. up comes the up comes Iron Man. Mm-hmm. Oh, what are, boing! I'm trying Fuck to think yeah. of the movies that I've been with you where I've just been freaking out. And I know one. You. I know one. What? Because uh, I was there with both of you guys, you and Jeff, and it was uh, I hate to say it, Matrix Two, but it was when oh yeah, but it was when all the multiple uh, agents started coming, and. Then uh, Neo started like really kicking ass and kind of like flying and yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah. And and we all went. This is what the Superman movie could yes. be. Yes. Well, okay. And we all went fuck yeah. But yeah, then we did. And then the rest so, of the movie sucked ass. You know good. what? As a little kid, probably my fuck yeah moment was uh, the Superman the movie. You guys know how much I love those. Oh yeah, yeah. And when he first puts on the Superman. Oh suit. yeah. Oh, the first flight. time you see him in the costume? And he and, and fly, oh, that that still was a fucking moment. my mind. I've that's still got three that, that stick with me okay. more than just about any. Um, the first one, I was probably about 13, maybe 12 years old, and uh, Chris Claremont was doing X-Men. And they introduced The Brood, which is just a shitty Aliens mm-hmm. ripoff. Yeah. But they did a storyline from The Brood Homeworld, and Wolverine had been assimilated, and he'd been turned into a brood. Oh, the whole right. storyline was him rejecting all of it and he is out because of his healing factor his healing factor and he's looking like crap and i'd never read anything like it and he looks like shit and he's killing everything and he's going to kill the x-men because they've all been turned into brood 
And I remember reading that thinking, this is the coolest thing I have ever, ever, ever been presented with in my entire life. Mm-hmm. Um, then there's the the Creature Cantina from the first Star Wars movie. I that was, was, a, I, that was, was seven, I was yeah. seven years old. Uh, I, lost, I lost my never shit anything when like that came before. I just completely life at I came unhinged. I didn't want to see Star Wars. I wanted to see the Rescuers, for Christ's sake. I wanted nothing to do with <laughs> yeah. Star Wars. My dad wanted to see Star Wars. He's regretted that night. Ever since, but that creature <laughs> as an obsession begins. Yeah, because that cantina moment was just was just blah. It was it was crazy, and uh, X two when Wolverine went on his berserker rampage. Oh yeah, yeah. And it's so funny uh. because I, you know, seriously, Wolverine is well, not even in my top ten Marvel characters. But in that movie, Hugh Jackman when he went nuts on those well, soldiers, yeah. he goes he goes crazy, and Colossus is getting the kids out of the secret yeah. secret escape, and and Colossus says. Let me help you. And, and he you goes, have that unspoken moment where you know what they're... You know. And he shouts, help them. And then he goes after the army, man. Yeah. You know? And my, my, buddy, my buddy told me that, you know, he's, his, his fuck yeah moment was when he got shot in the head and the bullet popped yes! out of his forehead. There's so many moments in that X2 where I go, I go back and forth on superhero movies because Spider-Man 2 was amazing. That had a bunch of amazing. them. But X2 had... So many of them, well, and strangely even, enough, they're all remember, Wolverine. Was it the first X-Men movie where we saw the like the X-Men jet thing for the first Blackbird. time? Blackbird, yeah. I, mean, I, was, I actually saw that in sport. L.A. with a TV critic pal of mine, and, and we're way too similar anyway. But when that thing came up, Out of the tennis court. we looked at each other <laughs> and at the exact same moment went, cool. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, even... Uh, Superman Returns, not that great of a movie. When he caught the jet. Well, Ugh. that whole jet scene. Oh, yeah, scene. the whole jet oh, yeah. sequence. And that, that brought me to tears. That was yeah. a close one. And, and yeah, people. But I was that. also on a lot of pain meds. Have you watched that movie lately? We give that movie a lot of shit. And, yeah, we give the movie a shit no, for the kid, but it was a pretty good movie. The shit with movie. the kid and him being a weird stalker guy, I didn't like that. No, yeah. I like most of that movie. Throw throw that out the window. Okay. You're just, talking 75%. You'll like. Yeah, 75%. Okay. The, the, the other part where he lands on the roof and there's those guys with the machine guns up mm-hmm. there. Yeah. And when he catches the car. Well, and, and when he shot in the eye. That's, yeah. That's pretty fucking yeah. yeah. We give that Here's money another one I have. Okay. The movie Gladiator. Yeah. Are we not yes. entertained? No. No, when, no, no. For no. me, that was when, the fuck yeah moment, was are when, we not uh, entertained? Joaquin Phoenix finally gets his come Yeah, up that's true. Mm. Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. All right, Greg. What do you think? Adama jumping the Galactica into the atmosphere and, of oh, New Caprica. Oh, that was great. How many times did you fuck watch yeah that? Moment. Oh, I that's back, an excellent I fuck yeah moment. I had just bought, because that season of Battlestar Galactica came on, and I told my wife, this was a justification, we need to buy a big screen. And she said, why? And I said, second season of Galactica. Yeah. And so she let me buy the fucking big screen. And that was the first episode we watched. I've got a ship warping. It. I've got another uh, Galactica fuck yeah moment. And that is uh, uh, Rosalind. When they're when the mutineers are about to execute Adama, oh, yes. Rosalind says, yes. I am coming for all of you. I am coming, yes. Every bomb, was, every gun, every bullet was, I have at, at my disposal. Look at him. Look there's at him. A pile Very of them, good. There's a pile of them just in the finale. Oh, yeah. Not just mm-hmm. ramming the ship, but... I mean, cause, actually, because I've seen this again recently. Um, <laughs> when they're getting ready to attack and you see the, the troop Cylons. of Cylons. With the red X's yes. on when they're When they've rammed um, the colony and they're in there and you see Cylons motioning to humans to come out and they're shooting other Cylons. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then, I mean, seriously... <laughs> When my son and I watched that the first time, when the Galactic jumped for the last time and buckled, mm-hmm. we yeah. just went, sat there, I mean, and audibly went, whoa! Yeah. Yep. Yep. So, um, what about the first time you saw Wilson's face on uh, Home Improvement? 
Okay. Yeah. No. 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 It will end. Will in a will in a funny fuck yeah moment. See, if I had said that, someone would yell blueberries. Yeah. So is, fuck you. Is, <laughs> it, is it Wash or the doctor who says says to the uh, the Serenity crew after they hear that Jane has a theme song? He has a theme song. <laughs> uh, the Serenity movie had two fuck yeah moments, and it was with two mm-hmm. characters dying. And I was just going, and as, oh, yeah. oh no, as, those as, were as fuck a, no moments. As, as a dedicated Joss Whedon fan, knowing how no character is sacred. He'll he'll kill any character. Uh, I was still shocked uh, when those happened. The first time Chuck did karate this season. For you? Yeah. Okay. The end of last season. Uh, I just I just oh, have yeah, a couple. Yeah. yeah. I just have a couple. We're gonna okay. we're gonna wrap this up. Uh, the first time I read a milk and cheese comic. Oh <laughs> yeah. Merv Griffin. <laughs> I'll pick those up. Milk and cheese. I have no idea. Their dairy products. Got, they're right yeah. there. Right over there. It's I'm, a, a, I'm a carton hate. I'm, I'm, I'm a, a wedge of spite. Can I officially it's, retire my grudge against Evan Dorkin? I think it's that it. time. I think so. It's, it's Evan, a, Evan, come here. It's, come here. Evan. <laughs> wet kiss. Evan, wet kiss. I retire my grudge. We're good now. All right. Next time you see me, I'll buy you a Pabst. Uh, mm-hmm. Milk and cheese. Milk is, uh, it's a carton of milk and a wedge of cheese gone bad. Oh. And they're insane. And all they do is really, like, destroy things. That's pretty Mostly much all they do. He was looking in the camera, and right? Because I'm looking around for someone named Evan. No, this is, <laughs> this is, that's cheese. That's cheese. Obviously, that's cheese. And, and this is milk. They rampage around cities and go, Merv Griffin, and break shit. <laughs> they just destroy things. Actually, actually, Why we haven't gotten an Adult Swim cartoon yet, I don't I don't know. understand that either. We've had, uh, uh, but, but Evan's worked for Cartoon Network. Yeah, that's true. Um, his they Elton did, did, Club. Yeah, which was really, really which funny. funny I and thought. he was uh, he was a writer on Space Ghost Coast to Coast. Um, let's see, uh, many, many Joker fuck yeah moments from The Dark Knight. Oh, yeah. A bunch oh, yeah. of those. those. That's pretty simple. But the one I'm going to bring up is actually, I wish Brian was here because he would be thrilled. There was, for me, a fuck yeah moment in Phantom Menace. What? Ah, you're ready. Ah, you're Kay. ready. I had a few the first time. money to go see it? Yes. First time I saw it. Oh, that's me. I went, fuck I, no. Hand me R2-D2, would you, Greg? I would, I would like to point Thank out you. that Jeff Weiss did not hate Phantom Menace the first time he saw it. Really? He hated, I don't, it. He I hated don't. it seven hours later. No, I, you're taking you're taking words out of my mouth. You're, you're putting words in my mouth. I was going to say, what the hell? Um, <laughs> I, have, I have never said I hate the prequels. That's Go true. back. You haven't. Hmm, interesting. I have. Yeah. All right. So here's my fuck yeah moment with The Phantom Menace. At the beginning of The Phantom Menace, when the uh, uh, Queen Amidala's ship is being attacked, mm-hmm. they set out a bunch of R2 units on the mm-hmm. outside of the ship to that, try to repair it. That silent running moment? And there are like three or four of them out there, including our hero, R2. Four of them, Greg? Three or four. Is that right? And one by one, they're getting picked off by fire. And R2 stays there. And I'll tell you, not only was that a fuck yeah moment, I teared up. I'm not lying. I teared up. Because he was the... No. Well, maybe I was. I don't know. Uh, Because (laughs) he was the brave little droid that stayed out there. He finished the job, and he went back inside. I'm sorry. If they made three men and a baby with R2-D2, you'd be fucking crying through that. That's true. I would. Um, I'd go see that Since you knew there were the other movies, you knew he wasn't going to get destroyed. Well, but still. Oh, I was just showing his character. It was the fact that he stayed out there, Because he's the brave little toaster. Because... Right next to him, that R5 unit, boom, just disintegrated. He looks over like, that could be me, and then he keeps working. You know? Just like those three droids from Silent Running. Exactly. What were their names? Huey, Dewey, and Louie? Huey, yep. Dewey, and Louie. Thank you. Oh. All right, we've got to take a break yeah. here. Uh, after these messages, Greg is going to interview us. Oh, we're screwed. No! 
After these messages, we'll be right back. Hey, this is Jake the Computer Guy from PC Laptops. I've been a bad boy. I got in so much trouble. I did something so bad, and I feel so guilty. I can't believe my mom will even talk to me still. And I'm kind of embarrassed even telling you and my friends about it. I put holes in the walls of our house with my airsoft gun. And to make it worse, I tried to fix it myself with mortar. And it ended up looking like one of my little sister's Play-Doh sculptures. I realized what I did was wrong, and I threw all my airsoft guns away in the garbage. Losing my airsoft guns was the worst feeling in the world. That's the same feeling you'll get if you buy your computer from a big box store and it breaks. And you have to send it up to Chumbawamba or fix it yourself? So avoid the pain and make it easy and fun. And come to PC Laptops, where we love you. So get into any one of our nine locations right now. Or call us at one 596 save That's one 596 7283 Or check us out at PCLaptops.com. PC Laptops, we love you. X-Mission has a new next-generation hosting platform called Stackable. Develop and test your web applications right on Stackable servers and push them to the live server with a single click. Test multiple versions of your site on Stackable and stop worrying about missing client deadlines altogether. You can increase or decrease server resources as your site traffic fluctuates. And Stackable will only bill you for what you use. Stackable will even load, balance everything for you at no additional cost. For more information, please visit stackable.com. Dr. Volt's comic connection. Even Zack Shutt cannot escape the addictive powers of Dr. Volt's. They have everything and online at drvolts.com. Yes, uh, you can go and take a look there. 2043 East, 3300 South in Salt Lake. Uh, here's I get email all the time from uh, Geek Show podcast uh, listeners who say, I, I want to get back into comics. What should I uh, take a look at? Now, I can make recommendations, but the best thing to do is just go in and see Dave. And, and, and I know why people are asking me. is because most comic book stores are real tight asses about letting you read the comics. they got them in plastic, and you have to buy them. Well, that's, that's different about Dr. Volts, is you can go in and, and just peruse. Take an hour, hour and a half, and uh, just take a look at what he's got, and you'll be able to decide which comics you want to look into. So uh, get your hold there. A hold is... Where you give him a list of comic books. He'll show you the previews magazine. Give him a list of stuff that you want put in your hold every Wednesday. So you don't have to be there when comic book day happens. Oh, that reminds me. Free comic book day. It's the first Saturday in May. And it's just what it says. Free comic books. They're special comic books that are made. It looks like it'll be May 1st this year. Uh, free comic books that are made specially for the day. Designed to get you hooked. Just like drugs, the first one is always free. So 2043 East, 3300 South. Not just comic books, but toys and statues and collectibles. Go see him. Dr. Volt's Comic Connection. And we are back. Oh, I'm, so, I'm really glad to be back. Oh, hi. Uh, let's see. Greg's going to interview us in a minute, but before, we, before we do. I'm sorry, that Stoli was good. He brings the good stuff. I buy that cheap stuff. Greg brought the good stuff. Pinnacle's okay. He bought some vodka made out of radishes. Vulgar. Uh, this is for uh, uh, Mr. Pierce. Uh oh. Because I know I know what a fan of Zachary Kinto you are. I am. He's a very nice guy. I thought you said he was a dick. No, he was. He's always been oh. very nice. To oh. Me. 
because you I stand corrected. You, you, you just you you swear up and down that he's gay, and then I, well, I got he is, but that I, well, there are gay people I well, like no, and I'm, gay people I don't like. No, I'm just saying that uh, it's, it's a self hatred thing. I hear you can walk right up to a gay and talk to him just like a normal person. No, I'm just saying that, that I found more evidence that you're absolutely right, and oh, okay. right, yeah. and I kind of laughed. I'm totally uh, right. But anyway, he he has a he has a new gig because the Star Trek movie is taking so long, right? And Heroes is going to get canceled. Is it called Queeros? <laughs> that is inappropriate. Queeros. Let me write that down. That is inappropriate. Queeros. That's a cereal. It's also and my a favorite show. cereal. <laughs> this really? tastes fabulous. <laughs> what's the prize? Let's get our day off to a fabulous start. What's the, what's the prize in the bottom of the box? Of hey, Queeros? in that foil, there's some. Just tasteful drapes. It's probably now like, you're turning my self hatred into hatred of you. <laughs> okay, <laughs> that's fine. Uh, he, like uh, that's going to make me feel any different. Yeah. <laughs> he is oh, going Scott to. Uh, he's he's been offered a role in an Anna Ferris romantic comedy. Uh, what's your number? Based that's on the same one Chris Evans is in. Yeah, based on the uh, Karen Bonsnack book. Balls Twenty Nick? times a lady. Now I want you to listen to this plot. Okay, it's, it's about a woman. Uh-huh. Anna Ferris. Thanks. <laughs> no, I thought it was Zach. Well, I just, I'm trying to be clear. Who, after sleeping with her 20th man, decides that that's enough. And that's she, enough. And she revisits her ex-boyfriends to find Mr. Right. Have we seen this movie? Yeah, it, that was a TV show yeah. uh, that was on Friday Night. Ten Things yes. I Hate About oh, No, it's a, something. Um, I can't anyway. remember the name. So there you go. That's, uh, that's Zachary Kinto. He will be one of the ex-boyfriends. There we go. Yeah. There's 20 of them, and so our next boyfriend has acting. to defeat them all. All right, acting, acting. Uh, here we go. Let's. Uh, Greg Johnson, who paid, uh, who you met at the beginning of the show. Hi, paid, Greg. Paid five. Hello. Donated five hundred dollars to Leukemia Lymphoma to be here. Yay! Yay. That is and, uh, awesome. And oh, this uh, is against leukemia, right? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> He's well, not. He's he he not a fan of. The <laughs> <laughs> problem is, we don't have enough of it. Yeah. What's, you what's know all that leukemia? What's yeah. your local leukemia? It's got a bad rap. Yeah. What, what's that Sarah Silverman line from Run, Running, Run? I'm for against it. I'm for against it. <laughs> anyway, Greg's is like five hundred dollars. Um, I'll help people get sick. Greg is. Uh, Greg is a, uh, a fan of the of the podcast. He's been to many movie nights, and uh, he has. I think he bought our tasteful merchandise. I think he's delighted to be here. I don't know. Absolutely. All right. Let me just ask you something. <laughs> yes. Is it just fun to see the magic happen? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so, uh, so he got here. He uh, he watched uh, the second episode that we did today. Uh, he's been uh, supping and drinking with everyone, and uh, I hope that at least has been worth it. He's, oh, like, a real, he's yeah. like a real boy. He doesn't he come is. off as a desperate geek to me. And, uh, and I don't think he's going to st- uh, wait outside and stab you. <laughs> As far was, as you know. Honestly, I was happy to see that it was him. Uh, when I opened the door, I, I went, oh, thank God. Yeah, exactly. How do you feel about corn dogs? <laughs> private private joke. Um, I don't like them. I, I don't like them as well as I like Querios. <laughs> the prize at the bottom of Querios. Anyway. Uh, so I, I told Greg when he when he did this, not only would he have his own chair, he'd have his own mic, he would be a panelist, but he would have to bring, bring subjects. It, I believe were the words. He was all, the only thing was, us that he's all the time not allowed to make do. eye contact. With and us. so, so <laughs> he's done it twice. I'm gonna cut him one more time, motherfucker. So, one more time. So he has uh, brought a topic, and it's in the form of an interview. He wants to kind of interview us. Uh, and uh, and we, uh, I will conversely ask him the same questions back. So go ahead, Greg. Please, what uh, what would you like to all do? all your questions in the form of a statement, <laughs> <laughs> or something. 
So, uh, yeah, Anna Paquin's tits. What do you think about them? Oh, there we go. I like them. Oh, like, I like them. Pro. Pro. We're all for them. Pro. Anyway. I, kind of pasty. <laughs> I'm not okay. a fan of the B cup. Really? <laughs> I like a C. You like a C. I like You're a, a little C. biased that way, are I you? I am a little. Mm, okay. I'm no. happy with an A because, yeah. as, as one of my first girlfriends who was an A cup said, more than a mouthful is wasted. That's what my yes. daddy says. Yes. Your daddy said that? He also says that vegetables make your shit stick together. Okay. <laughs> although although you reminded me of one of my favorite Groucho Marx lines. Okay. Talking, about, right. talking about Victor Mature movies, he said, I never go see a film where the guy's tits are bigger than the girl's. Well, I was just going to say, she is not as pretty and her chest is smaller than Eric. That's true. Really? Okay. okay. And Eric is a much prettier person. That wasn't a real yeah. question, right? No, it was. So let's, no, it let's, let's, okay. let's uh, what do you, how do you want to do this? That right? was an icebreaker. You go ahead and take over, Greg. Oh, okay. Um, so anyway, one of the reasons that I enjoy the podcast so much, um, aside from the current things that you guys talk about. The and and your head injury. <laughs> <laughs> and I, that, that post-accident thing. Yeah. I warned you, you might have your feelings hurt, but he I used to speak in Korean until he hit his head. I, <laughs> I don't have feelings. Um, anyway, but is the nostalgia. Because okay. you know, I, I was born in 1970, and uh, so a lot of the things that I... <laughs> A lot of the things that I had in my childhood, you guys mention, and it takes me back there. So, okay. Like shoes? Yeah. <laughs> shoes. Yeah. You shoes. call it nostalgia, no. I call it my like, life. <laughs> well, no, I mean, where else would you hear well, a conversation? And, and you're actually old enough that when we talk about Big Jim and the Wild Pack, you know what the hell we're talking about? Actually, um, not that. I, not. I don't even know that, dude. That was a G.I. Joe spinoff. Blueberries. Oh, okay. Sorry. Um, I knew. I knew. I knew. Anyway, we'll but, talk later. But I mean, where else would you hear in conversation somebody mention the book Splinter of the Mind's Eye, which mm. may not <laughs> have been good, but you guys mentioned it, and it's like, God, I read that when I was like, you know, ten years old. It was so. a Scholastic Choice book. You got it at school, and, I, and you bought it. I got it. I got it at a uh, at an all night truck stop when I was eight years old. My parents were driving to Los <laughs> really? Angeles, and they said that stupid kid won't shut the fuck up. Buy him that stupid book. Uh, well, I thought they were leaving you at the I'll, truck yeah. stop. <laughs> I, 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 I will I will trump Lee on that. I bought my copy of Splinter of the Mind's Eye at Deseret Book. Holy <laughs> crap. In University oh. Mall. I'm serious. And wow. if they'd known they were perpetuating a book about incest. Oh. Because yeah. Luke yeah. and Leia do some serious macking at the Yeah, end they do. And, and Luke kills off Darth Vader. Really? I don't rem- I mean, I have oh, it. Oh, yeah. It's, I have it. I should probably go back and read it. Dar- he kills Darth Vader at the end. Well, I remember. Like, re- I'm going to lay the pipe on her. I remember <laughs> reading it and hating it. Uh, oh, yeah. But anyway. Right. Uh, so, so, anyway, what yes. I was wondering was for each of you, what was your geek gateway drug? The, the first geek thing that really stuck out in your mind that you look back on fondly. I was going to say Star Trek, but it's a lie. Huh? Really? Mine would be, as I think about it, it's horrifying. And I'm older than anybody else here. It was Fireball XL5. Oh, yeah, yeah. When I was Jerry Anderson, probably right? five years old or even maybe even less. And what? it was the you marionettes. Know, you know, I've not seen it, but I've read about it. That, um, I only have vague memories of it. But well, I, Here's my question. Did you go see that in the Nickelodeon? <laughs> <laughs> Did you put a nickel in and fucking crank the thing? Let's go. They're quite adventuresome. This only was a talkie. We had talkies. 
I watched it was a double feature, Al Jolson and the jazz singer, and Terrible XL5. And everybody was just fine with the jazz you singer. son of a bitch. <laughs> well, and I guess actually the other part of the question is, at what age did you did you have your first well, gateway drug? Well, it would have been drug? before I was five, I'm yeah. sure. Yeah. Okay, because so. that's usually where the pattern is formed. <laughs> yes. About age four or five. All right. And, and, and that was for me. And you'll be surprised. What's that? Speed Racer. Speed Racer. Oh, I loved Speed the cartoon. I did. As a little kid, I was probably about four, and I would run around pretending I was either Spritle or Chim Chim. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when, when I say that I love Spritle or Chim Chim, I love Spritle well, and Chim Chim. Well, then did you like the Speed Racer movie all right then? Because they I were all right. They were the best I, part I of I liked them movie. in the movie. I, I thought the movie was 12 I hours long. I fucking loved the Speed Racer movie. I watched it the other did day. You? It was all right. Speed I Racer. mean, I grew up in New York, mm-hmm. and, and it used to be... Speed Racer and Gigantor. Yep. Okay. Gigantor. When I was about four years old um, on Channel 13 in Los Angeles, which uh, was where I lived at the time, it was uh, every morning the Speed Racer cartoon, which I watched religiously, and then Filmation Star Trek cartoon. Saturday mornings, it was the ISIS Shazam Power Hour. Oh, right. And ISIS was my first dirty thought. And I can honestly say, at four, I knew full well what that was all about. Yes. Um, I got my first bonus of Batgirl. And and then uh, Filmation also had, uh, and for very strange reasons, Filmation had their own Batman and Robin cartoon. And though Hanna-Barbera was doing Batman and Robin as uh, Super Friends, Mm -hmm. which I thought was a better cartoon. So, I mean, I was was all up in it. I remember um, every holiday, my parents had, my mom and my grandma, had to replace all of my Migos, Star Trek Migos, Batman Migos, and everything, because I would just uh, just play the hell out of it. And he things. kept finding his way back from the truck stop. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, they they would usually leave a trail of Migos back. To the Mom and Dad, stop. I'm home and my Migos is broke. <laughs> <laughs> I wore them as shoes. What about you? Well, it's kind of honestly my first memory uh-huh. is, and I think I've talked about this before, is watching. Uh, the Hanna Barbera Super Friends cartoon. Yes. On a little tiny TV as my uh, mom and dad were moving to the house that I grew up in, they still live in. Mm-hmm. So that probably started it, right? Yeah. Black and white, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, my uncle Barry taking me to see Star Wars when I was so little that the chair folded up on me. Mm. <laughs> right? Wow. And every weekend I watched uh, the original Flash Gordon. Uh, yeah, with the cereal, black and white, cereal, crab, right? And the Lone Ranger. Oh yeah, we we kind of had it made here in Salt Lake though, because I remember the, the Lighthouse Twenty actually played the Larry Bas- Buster Crab. Mm-hmm. I mean, he'd actually segue out and be like, "We'll be back in a flash with Flash," and they play the old Larry Buster Crab stuff after Looney Tunes. Yeah. Oh yeah, and it yeah. was a great time to be, you know, into into old but geeky stuff. I'm gonna say it's Super- Superman. Yeah, yeah, and we watched that. that too. No, and, that, and that's and, but I think probably the biggest. I would say the biggest was probably my sainted grandmother. Marjorie Blackburn, who uh-huh. bought me my first comics. Yes. When I was probably five or six years old. Yes. Oh, those were crazy, weren't they? Uh, no, no, no. They were just like, I was five or six, dude. Oh, okay. And she would just uh, go to like the 7 Eleven every time she came into town <laughs> and would just grab. She didn't know. She was grandma, right? right. And so it would be like a mix of, you know, Batman and. Archie. Archie and. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. And, you know, and, and Spider Man, whatever. She'd just grab me like. Twelve comics. We're not talking. We're talking seventies Batman. So it wasn't the the grim stuff that came about. Oh, no, no, no. I remember the one with this guy. <laughs> Batman said, "Damn." Ooh. Ooh, and I was like, "What? Ooh, Jesus! I feel wrong." <laughs> but I think honestly, the, 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 the biggest influence I think would have to be <laughs> that my, my grandma buying me the comics. That was oh, that that's was your gateway. Yeah. 
God's fucking terrible. I'm the goddamn I miss Batman. my goddamn grandma. Yes, all right. Uh, let's see, for me, uh, if you ask my mom, she would say it would be Gumby. Oh, I loved Gumby. Was my first. Uh, I loved Gumbo. Well, Gumby. That's right, Gumby. Uh, but I would have to say, for me, it was a couple of things. It was, uh, if, you, if you categorize geek as someone who is just like crazy and passionate about something, uh, Roadrunner. Really? Because yes, because the Roadrunner was only on Saturday mornings at six a.m. and yep. I would get up early. Couldn't get you up to go to school, but they could get oh, you the up Bugs, to Bugs, get Bugs Bunny Roadrunner Roadrunner Road Road Show. Road show. On, yeah, on ABC. And I loved that. I would get up at five thirty, get my cereal, sit down in front of the TV, watch it. So if you if you were to say Gateway, that would be my, my dad, probably. Did you write any fan fiction about it? I, I never, I never knew this. My dad was working graveyards, and I never realized that he would on Saturday mornings he would actually get me up. I thought he was getting up, and he was actually working like a third job or something. He would get me up to watch Bugs Bunny cartoons mm-hmm. on Saturday mornings. I always thought he was just getting up and getting me out of bed, but he was actually just staying up late. But uh, from there, it was uh, it was uh, Space Ghost, the original, yes, Space Ghost, because he was like Batman that could fly in that space. That was a cool. I hadn't even thought about that. The original that was Space cool Ghost show. was really. Really good. Yes. Like a Herculoids. Yeah, Johnny Herculoids. Johnny Quest. All those Johnny Quest was Johnny good. Johnny Quest. Um, but, uh, Still great. And, and the classic Spider-Man. Uh, Spider-Man. Oh, Spider-Man. how could I forget that? I'm Love sorry. It. There you go. And the one, the, the episode, do you remember the episode where uh, fucking Sandman and Hydro-Man mm-hmm. meld together and make that big fucking mushy Creature. I, I just, remember the Saturday morning cartoon that kept saying, Fuck. I just remember the classic Spider-Man with, with like the, the mole guy who kept gesturing the same way and yes. talking a lot. That's yeah, because they remember. kept reusing the same, same action scenes. Yes. Anna, Spider-Man, the you will always, die. What bothered me about the Spider-Man cartoon is how he's always swinging around above the skyline. Same, like, what, what same is he's connecting yeah. those webs to? There's nothing above Clouds? Him. Yeah. You didn't understand that until you were older, though. Air I, was, flying, like, I didn't airplanes. see that cartoon until I was about eight years old. And you uh, didn't care. You, know, you, you didn't think about it. And, of course, a uh, very uh, very important moment in my life was uh, my first boner, uh, Julie Newmar, Catwoman. Yeah. Thank <laughs> you. you. She was she was Craig. so hot. Yvonne um, Craig. I, oh, Batgirl? Okay. I, I thought, All right. I thought the Earth of Kit Catwoman was awesome. So, uh, so, Greg, what was your gateway? Star Wars. The first one. The first one I was... Oh, so I, you were born in 1970, so you're seven years old. Little... Sorry. And that ship came over mm-hmm. at the beginning. That, that Star Destroyer comes over at the beginning, and you knew at that moment that life as you knew it was over. Yes. Do you know how depressing it is that I'm the only one who drove to that movie? <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's right. Well, it's so the depressing. The rest of us were driven. It's, you were drove. It's, <laughs> I was 17. He hopped in his goddamn Model T and cranked it up. <laughs> no, it Let's go. Probably, it was probably the 1970 Duster. Wow. Wow. Okay. No, no Shannon. He used his feet to pedal the car all the way there. Oh, that's Aunt funny. Dino, you ruined another Well, room. I did take Barney along with me. That's funny. That's damn funny. Uh, all right. Anyway, so there we go. There, there, there's. Uh, what, what, what do you have for us now? Okay. Um, a lot of the things you mentioned probably this doesn't apply to, but if you saw something, you know, either your gateway drug or something that you have such fond memories of from your childhood being remade, does that piss you off? Does that diminish <laughs> the initial memory? Or Well... Depends on what it is. Fucking prequels. I mean, I'm on record with the prequels. You're on record with yeah. the prequels. It doesn't okay. tarnish the way I feel about the old movies, though. 
Well, well, Greg, if that was your big thing, that was your moment, how do you feel about the prequels? Well, let's let let me just turn the question right around on you first, and then yeah. we'll then we'll join in. Go ahead. Sure, absolutely. Um, I was so excited for Phantom Menace, mm-hmm. I couldn't wait, and I was in the movie watching it, all happy, watching it, and thinking, uh, did I just get old or something? <laughs> yeah, um, the visuals were nice, but. I got bored. Yeah. And so and then when they re-released Star Wars in the theaters actually before the the prequels came out but the when special they, editions the special editions yeah. um I thought that was fun when I was 7. Yeah. That was good. But <laughs> now not so much. And when I was a kid actually I didn't like uh, Empire Strikes Back. I didn't like bad things happening to my favorite characters. Right. Really? That disturbed me. Wow. Yeah, I okay. always yeah. loved Empire. Yeah, but I, this is the first time I've heard yeah. that. But okay. watching not, it. Not the first for me. Watching it as an adult, it, it is the best movie. It's oh, the by best far. Storyline. By yeah. far. It's and you know what? Movie. I didn't mind the special editions. I'll just say that. I you didn't did too. Mind. No, I, I Yes, no, you did. He not the prequel. I liked the special editions. I liked the extra <laughs> special effects. You didn't like the, the remakes of the originals. What? Of Who Shot First? Oh, oh well, that—that that that was the one right. problem I had, but, that, because that was a that was a character changer. That was a completely different thing. But the re- the rest of the effects Jeff were and awesome. I were discussing whether that made Beat you a fanboy fan or not. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes. the the effects were okay, <laughs> and I totally agree. Yeah! I totally agree with you. No, I, some of the no, I, I no, do too. in the first uh, in in a New Hope when it was the special edition, I loved that. Extra special X-wing stuff going down into the that trenches and all that shit. Plus, I loved it. Yeah. Shot first. And and, uh, and and they got to use the footage that they had yeah. shot for Han meeting Jabba. Yes, yeah. there was and that. You and I went ape shit when we saw Vader get on his shuttle. Yes, even though, even though they didn't need it because any idiot knows he went from Bespin to the Death to the Star Destroyer. But we got Still, it. Seeing that little extra footage, I did like that. It, but the, but the, the the Han shot first thing is a character changer. I totally agree. I agree. You. you know that that's the problem I had with it. That, but that's not a complaint with these special editions yeah. themselves. It was just uh, Lucas's choice. Anyway, Middle sorry. age Lucas. Yeah. Uh, I had a different perspective on the se- on the prequels. I mean, Shannon's son's probably what five years older than mine. No, five or six. How old's Max? Max just turned fourteen. Well, he's well, yeah, he's five years. Old. He's about five years older. So when the when the first when, Zach loved him, right? But oh, when, yeah. Phantom, when Phantom Menace came out. I, I think for me it was there was so much nostalgia tied up for me because my dad took me to see Star Wars and it was such a huge thing and even though he didn't really care for it he probably took me to see it six times that summer you know and every year after when they released it we went and saw it again and again and again so when Phantom Menace came out my son was three and he ate that movie up mm-hmm. and we went and saw it seven or eight times because it was theaters. written for three year olds because it was written for, it was <laughs> it was and the funny thing what, is what year did Phantom Menace come out ninety nine. And Max was three. So my daughter, my oldest daughter was 12, and I remember that after it was over and I was struggling with my own disappointment, she looked at me after, you know, the little kid blew up the thing at the end, and she said, Yippee! She said, all the Star Wars movies are alike. And they do. And I thought, you know, the 12-year-old just hit it. All I wanted to see was uh, was more than one Jedi Knight. I got that. That was cool. I wanted to see some cool stuff. I saw some cool things that I'd never seen before, and my three-year-old was... In heaven, we got to watch all of the old movies again, and he he just it was it was such a connective thing. He was uh, he was probably six with the second movie and nine with the third movie, and in each case, they were a little more mature. They matured with him. They, mm-hmm. they were perfect mm-hmm. for that. But well, but, well, and this is going to surprise you guys probably, but more than Star Trek, what did I love when I was a kid? Dark Shadows. 
The Planet of the Apes movies. Yeah, you did. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, oh. I, they, they they did a, an annual theater theatrical release where they actually showed all five movies back to back to back to back to back. So that that's the thing. That's what yes. Greg was talking about is yes. the, the thing you were most upset about being remade. I wasn't that horrified when I heard that Tim Burton was making it until I saw the movie. Yeah, right. I was I was actually and, excited. And and the idea that they're going to sort of redo uh, Conquest of the Planet of the Apes. That's kind of exciting. It's called uh, is, Caesar. Is, is, is kind of cool, I think. Uh, well, uh, and I'll say this but right now. Th- that doesn't that go back to the thing that it was harder to remake the first movie because the first movie was actually good. Yes. Right. Yeah. Conquest of the Planet Conquest, of the Apes wasn't that good. really not cheesy movie. You it's know. got some great, great scenes I, in it. I yeah. tell everyone to go back and, and watch the first Planet of the Apes when we do it at movie night. It, well, no, watch it in the privacy of your own home. You'll realize it's a really good movie. It's and, a and, a, good movie. and a smart movie. Yeah, yeah, very there's, smart. A lot of, there's a lot of satire in it. And a lot of that obviously comes from the fact that Rod Serling co-wrote the screenplay. Well, yes. Rod Serling co-wrote the screenplay, and the, fir- and the and it was based off of a book that was written by a French anarchist who Pierre Boulle, yeah, who also wrote yeah. who also wrote the Bridge on the River Kwai. If you've never well, look read at the, the big book, brain on YouTube. I did read the book. Yeah, <laughs> Monkey Planet. Monkey Planet. And, and the Tim Burton version actually has it, a lot of nods to it. Yeah. 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 Um, anyway, uh, including uh, remake, remake wise, like like I said, things changed from your childhood that no, you. Well, no, I mean like. It doesn't tarnish the way I look at other at the old stuff because, like the su- Superman one and two, mm-hmm. I are probably, I would say my f- favorite movies. If somebody mm-hmm. held a gun to my head, and said, what are you? you know, right. Wait. Superman one, mm-hmm. one and two, and um, what well, and Charity knows how. If Superman two's on, yeah, I, I watch yep. it. Right. And uh, but you know, Superman Returns didn't change that. I didn't <laughs> like a lot of what it. But the Quest for Peace. That, that came out while he was that. still a kid. Yeah. Well, no, no, I fucking hate that. That's when I became Superman. Quest for Peace. I don't think anybody liked that movie. Well, and, I, and I didn't like Superman 3. I liked parts of Superman 3 when he was drunk and flipping the penis. Yes, and, and he got laid. Yeah. 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 Miss Tessmacher! Finally, right. finally. Anyway, uh, anything uh, remade that you are, were upset about? No. He, you I've were upset couple. about Star Trek. I was upset but about it. Oh, yeah. But in the end, but you were... He got over it. He wasn't, got over no, it. he was still pissed while the credits were rolling. He was like, I fucking JJ, fucking JJ. I still have a little trouble JJ. with it. Yes, I've, got, uh, I've got two. Uh, mostly, I've been pretty happy with the remakes uh, that I've seen. I mostly have. Uh, but uh, Lost in Space, I was excited <laughs> about. <laughs> and Because I love... Uh, as you can see up on my toy shelf, I've got There's the Lost Robbie. in Space yeah. robot B9 right there. Warning, uh, he's, he's warning. He's Boy, that disappointed the yeah, hell out of me. Um, and the one that Land of the Lost was was terrible. I never yeah. saw the movie. I never really held it in great, you know. I did praise. I liked, I, loved I, lo- it. I liked it, but the the one that really upset me the most was the day the Earth stood still. Oh, that was terrible. Oh. Um, because that movie to me has always been very, very sacred. Sacred, sacred. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a good charity. Word for that's it. what it, uh, charity loves the original version mm-hmm, of that because mm-hmm. it was so ahead of its time. It, it really it, was. It, 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 it was, and it's one of those films that doesn't get the props it deserves because up to that point, science fiction was dumb. Yeah. It was all let's blow up stuff, and, and was, here was finally yeah. a cerebral science fiction film. And how ballsy for a movie in the fifties to be that anti-establishment. Yes. And, and now I'm going to tell you about one that I'm very upset about. Very, very upset about. Hot tub time machine. <laughs> was um, there an original? Holy shit! I missed um, that. It's yes. called the time tunnel. Yes, Buster Crab was in it. Uh, <laughs> Star Cheech and Chong. Scott Pierce co-wrote the script. One of one time of tunnel. There's another one. I want to One of my favorite uh, uh, movies and and records and bands 
is Pink Floyd, uh, The Wall, which is just terrific. They're remaking that. What? With My Chemical Romance. No, no. I know who it is. <laughs> and you? And, oh, who? Who? MTV has announced it will be remaking The Wall featuring... Zach Efron. Featuring no, listen. remakes of the classic songs... By Cindy Lauper. Worse. Lady Gaga. <laughs> Chris Brown. Black Eyed Peas. Yeah, what? Uh, before you go on any farther, though, who do we have to blame for this pile of shit? I don't know. The band. They own the rights. Yeah. Or does Warner, Time Warner or somebody. CBS or somebody? Yeah, because I mean, isn't, isn't, it, isn't it true that the uh, it's it's Waters and Gilmore, right? Yeah. Uh, they've been suing and countersuing each other for 30 years over yes. the rights to the music and yes. the props and the ideas and the intellectual property and all this other shit. That. Which tells me, first and foremost, that either Gilmore or Waters, both of them writing the music... Gave the rights to MTV to do this. I haven't looked into it uh, that far yeah, to that see whether Waters has done that. Actually, Waters owns the rights because, to the wall because he staged it as a puppet show in the late 80s because, with Cindy Lauper. Well, as you know, Waters is one of my like favorite artists. Uh-huh. And if he has done this, this is this is exactly what you're talking what he, about. What did right? he say? I mean, come on. I what love if, Lady Gaga, and I still think this is a horrible <laughs> idea. <laughs> you've always, you've always liked your females. I admit it right here on the podcast. I love that crazy bitch. Well, well, well and Lee, I'd Just Lee, wait till we get to the Lady I'd, Gaga episode of Glee. Yeah, I I don't know if this is a if this was was an April Fool's Day joke or not, but but isn't Pink, Pink or uh, isn't aren't Flaming Lips remaking? I didn't hear that. Pink Floyd. I I would love to hear that. They're they're uh, they're covering Pink Floyd. I think it's a full album of Pink Floyd by Flaming Lips. I'd love I, to I hear. Know, it. I know Flaming, a, Flaming Lips club cover of a couple of Queen songs was. I've got a great reggae version of the oh, yeah. whole Dark Side of the yeah. Moon album. That's, but, but, that's really good. But we're talking a remake of the movie. Yeah, that's and, it's a, and that's a The movie idea. has so many iconic and fuck yeah moments. That was, uh, Bob, Bob Geldof shaving off his eyebrows. Oh, and his our, nipples. You and I had our first huge argument as friends over this guy and that movie. Really? Yeah, you'd just gone through a, a nasty breakup oh, and, yeah. and you wanted to borrow the wall from me. <laughs> And oh, was like, what a bad idea. If you give him the wall and he does anything to himself, I'm holding you responsible. <laughs> did you loan it to me? I did. And I think we were all laying bets at that point that you yeah. were going to wind up completely shaved with no eyebrows. Yeah. I You're think just we... going to be standing there in a window without a shirt on all cut up. I didn't know you guys I... had that argument. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That. Oh, that, that makes me feel good. Um, I was, I'm, I'm not the hugest Pink Floyd fan, mm-hmm. but that movie is just... It's. I think it's. You just, can't remake that. There's can't. some it's, things that it's, cannot it's, be remade. It, it, yeah, that would be like remaking Eraserhead. Yes, or Rocky Horror Picture Show. Exactly, right, which, which, M- which I, MTV talks yeah, uh, is going to be doing as well. That's a bad idea. Oh. I agree, because I have a lot of fond memories about Rocky Horror. Anyway, uh, Greg, we have time for one more question, and then we'll, and we'll uh, promise we'll, to keep it under we'll forty-five wrap it minutes. Yes. <laughs> okay. Well. Some of you have shared some kind of personal experiences about how childhood was difficult being yes. a geek, mm-hmm. and uh, you didn't, you know, you didn't feel like you fit in. You were kind of an outcast for it. So, um, was how did being a geek help you deal with that? Um, was it the escapism of it? Um, Anybody? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yes. Yes, <laughs> it was. Go ahead. Um, in particular, being the bullied elementary school kid and this is why i love spider-man as much as i i do because here's the quintessential geek character who's given powers yes 
everything goes wrong in this guy's life, and yet he still does the right thing. Because hey. that's who he is. That's a, yeah, that's a strong, strong thing. Yeah, a strong role model. I got the living crap beat out of me a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I realized that, uh, and you know, it's it's kind of hard to beat the crap out of the kid who's in the back part of the of the schoolyard flying around. Because <laughs> when you're going like this, through all of your recesses, uh, no one really wants to mess with you because you're crazy. <laughs> and it's it's kind of funny how that worked in. Now, as an adult, being a geek's awesome. I mean, you find out some interesting <laughs> things about people. Uh, Anybody? Uh, me? Okay, I'm not going to lie. Probably junior high was only the real time that I've never I've felt like I didn't fit in. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty good at mm-hmm. fitting in. But during junior high was awful, right? But uh, my geek, my love of geek helped me get through it by I found like-minded people yeah. mm-hmm. that I could talk to about uh, or we could show our muscle men to each other. <laughs> Is that what you call it? You know, you remember okay. the muscle man? You yeah, those little, little guys. I remember. Yeah. Guys, those little I like, you know, and I can train them. Or, no, they have those they're magazines. They're, they're back again. They, and they then, never um, went away. They've been in Japan for 40 and years. And then uh, also, like, uh, you know, spending a whole weekend reading comics with a couple of yeah. dudes and playing D&D for yep. 72 hours. <laughs> and getting your first Hummer. Mm. Oh, God. You, thank oh, you, uh, Shannon. <clears throat> thank you, Shannon. You reminded me of this. Bringing my Star Trek Mego figures in my lunchbox to school. Oh! And, <laughs> and, and with Brad Stolley, who had superhero figures in his lunchbox, Mego, and me telling him that Cap- Captain Kirk would kick all of their asses. Yes! Uh, you know, and there's, there's a magical thing about the 70s in particular that you can kind of look around the lunchroom and see the guys with the tin Planet of the Apes lunchbox or the tin um, Star Wars lunchbox. Most likely you could go hang out with them and you weren't going to get, you know, uh, smeared around quite as badly. Or, or as, the as Shannon the, full of, uh, with his Hot Wheels uh, carrying case full of Because if you sat next to the girl with the Holly <laughs> Hobby lunchbox, you're going to get your ass kicked. <laughs> Probably. Mr. Pierce? Anything? He was always popular. Oh, yeah, that was, yes. Yeah. Yes, it was easy to go to the school that your father was the principal of. Oh, <laughs> that was, that that's was rough. That, that is was, rough. Uh, kindergarten and then second through fifth grade. That oh, was really that's good. That's rough. Yeah, that um, I mean, I... I in terms of escaping, yes, because I used to think, oh, I, w- I would like to be in the crew of the Enterprise. Mm-hmm. But and he still thinks I don't that. remember knowing other people like that, but it was, you know, I, I, it was the 60s. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> um, I, I, what is the 60s you speak of? <laughs> I don't know. I was born in them, but I don't Is that when them. Wings was around? I've only seen that in movies. Uh, <laughs> No wings with seventy. Was life in black and white back then? <laughs> uh, 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 no, yeah. man. It was in color. Yeah. Man. I, you know, it was. <laughs> there wasn't. I, I mean, now there's all kind. I mean, there's so much more stuff now. There's so much more mm-hmm. toys. I would have killed for the oh. toys. Oh, please. gee, don't even get me. Why do you think all? I have all these? Because yeah. I know had shitty sad. toys. When you want to hear something kid. sad though? My kids go through my old toy boxes of stuff from late seventies, early eighties, and stuff, and they think it's all awesome, even though you know five points of our. But by the late seventies, early eighties, I was in college. You know, oh, that must so, have been hard. Uh, yeah, but I'm, what I'm saying is that we're not. You could buy model kits to build starships right. in the 60s mm-hmm. and 70s. But there were but no I, Constellation class. I, I had the original base star from the original Battlestar Galactica. 
I love that. See, but they, did that come on? When did that came on? 77, 78? Yeah. Yeah. That's like when, about the time I was graduating from high school. The AMT, the AMT classic Trek model kit that actually wouldn't hold together no matter what because model <laughs> oh, was so awful man. and the decals would yeah. rip, so your well, ship was the USS Yeah, they put those two weird and, segments. Yeah. So, so part of it would be like, Okay, and, this is the truth, and this is horrifying, but I was awful at building models. So the first one that I sort of screwed up, that became the, the constellation. Because <laughs> it had different, you know, okay, you yeah, your, that's the one that the planet killer got. You got your wood burner out. <laughs> no, I didn't have to. I just the giant rolled up newspaper. <laughs> uh, but let, let me just close this up by saying I knew I was different when I made my own Starfleet uniform out of a white T-shirt and a magic marker. I just drew the triangle on it and uh, went to school and got my ass kicked. That was that was when I knew I was different. When, when I was five, because you couldn't do the drop kick. Yes, when I actually I, tried it. I'm sure you did. And uh, Greg Brindley was quite amused, rather than terrified. Uh, Where you going? Me 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 me. And then you ran backwards, hoisted yourself up on a banister, and tried to kick him. You know all that stuff, and it, none of it worked because I was a little twerp. I was a little tiny thing. You know, there was just there was weight and physics that just did factor into it. Right. But uh, a lack it, of jujitsu. That training. totally makes me remember one thing though that when I was you know when I was a little kid, that's when the the TV Batman was on, mm-hmm. and down the street from me. Um, was it was probably eight or ten steps up with a with a metal railing on either side, and my friend Jody and I haven't got a clue what his last name would have been, but we used to slide down those and pretend they were the bat poles. <laughs> but that's of course I've been back well, there, and it's it, it was it was at that point that I realized I was extraordinarily different and just kind of retreated into my room, and I subscribed to Starlog magazine, and Starlog. that became my. Do you still have all my those? conduit? I still have those. Uh, and do you have the issue where they said, "Who is this mysterious masked Star Wars character?" Or yes. Like, oh, yes. I can't wait to find out. The Boba Fett. <laughs> but anyway, so that that's that's how I got through. That was the only way I got through was was focusing on this uh, shit that I love so much. Did you know a lot? Did, were there a lot of other kids around though? That- no. No, no. It wasn't until, because I grew up in Salem, a very small town, a farming Mm -hmm. community, it wasn't until I got into high school, actually, that I encountered guys who were like me. Mm -hmm. And uh, I remember we got in the car and we went to see the Swamp Thing movie, and we went and saw Alien, and that that was a game changer, fucking Alien, man. And uh, we had that two-foot-tall action figure that the head glue in the dark and all that. Uh, Thank you, Kenner. Uh, that was that was when I met guys who were like me, and there were only a couple, but uh, but there were that was enough. And and it was funny when I was a kid in San Fernando Valley, there were lots of kids that liked Star Trek and and Star Wars, but that was Burbank, California. It was yeah. a studio city. Yeah, exactly. I mean, everybody had family right. working on movies. Then we moved to Medford, Oregon, where I mm. was the only kid with Star Wars figures. I was the only kid playing with Micronauts, and that was exactly a, that's that's an interesting life. So how that's different would Jeff and Carrie's lives have been had they known each other? <laughs> They'd be married. Yeah. <laughs> we, we both would have picked on my cousin. <laughs> I terrorized poor Leslie Jackson. Yes, Leslie Ray Jackson, my cousin, went to school with Jeff. And he was a douchebag then, and he's a douchebag now. I love you dearly, Ray, but uh, you, I, 
I know one time it. made him flee from the Payson High School library by beating him at chess. I love. This is the thing. Seriously, I, I love him, but he is a douchebag. He can't even cross the street without getting hit by a car. Okay, we went to the Carillon Theaters to oh. see um, what was it? It was uh, it was uh, a Trek movie. I can't remember which one. Two, three, but, well, two, maybe five. I remember but we two were at those theaters. But we were in line. It was probably two. We were in line and uh, we got bored and we decided to go across the street to play video games at Grand Central. Well, oh. he can't even fucking cross the street. He got hit by a car. We didn't get to see the movie. Uh, anyway, that's why, that's why. God damn you! God damn you to hell, Leslie. That Jackson. is resentment yes. right there. That is boys and girls. Well, it's just because his mother blamed me for it, and I'm well, like, because you pushed him. I'm like, no. If you'd have let him go out and cross streets on his own, Carrie, he'd no, anyway. Carrie, gotta let it go. There's let it, no, let let it go. go. What were we going to practice in Payson on a fucking dirt road? That's true. Okay. You know, oh, tractor. My anyway. daughter, who's going to be an intern at the Deseret News this summer, had a dream. Nepotism. Jeff was in charge of the interns, <laughs> and he had a whip. Okay. Greg, I hope it was worth the five hundred dollars. It was absolutely. Oh, it so was not. No, uh, actually, it's been oh, a lot of fun. Thank no, you. He gave that five hundred dollars to charity to feel good, and yes. I get to write it off my taxes. That's true. There you go. There you go. There you go. So I like if you that. Get leukemia. And you that know who to some thank. some bastard out there is going to get leukemia. So yeah. <laughs> uh, Greg, I have a, a parting gift for you. Support your local right here. This is from uh, from my collection. This is a, an emperor a animated emperor figure from the Clone Wars. Oh wow! Thank which you. I think is just a beautiful figure. That is a parting gift for you. <laughs> Thank you very now much. Now imagine it with boobs. <laughs> I saw that. Yeah, <laughs> she and, was uh, great. Yes, and, and I'm going to give you this shirt. It'll smell like victory. It'll smell. Never, never wash it. It'll smell like alcohol and victory. So wash it. Which um, often smells the same. And uh, yeah, so there we go. Anything before we go? Yes, I have a recommendation. Oh, Jesus. He yeah, of um, does. God, recommendation, boy. <laughs> recommendation. I, I, know, I, I know I talk about Iron Man and Captain America and, the, and Siege. How could you not? But for my money, the best book being published by either of the major companies right now, surprisingly, is Fantastic Four. It's gotten totally weird beard. Yeah. Uh, As it should be. Because I, I read it for a while and it was really good, and then I stopped. Oh, it's, it's gotten so who's, crazy. Who's writing it now? Uh, Jonathan Hickman is his name. Okay. He's full of big ideas. He also writes Secret Warriors, and he's writing this S.H.I.E.L.D. series, mm -hmm. which traces the S.H.I.E.L.D. organization going back uh, millions of years. It's kind of like the millions? S.H.I.E.L.D. of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Or Torchwood. Yeah. Millions of years? Yes. Seriously. I was thinking maybe, you know, Civil War. They're just like, you no, know, no, 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 no. President Grant needs no, some bodyguards. No, no the, the, the alternate cover for the first issue of S.H.I.E.L.D. features one of the first S.H.I.E.L.D. agents, Leonardo da Vinci. Nice. Yeah. Which just, you know. And it just looks crazy. But it's it's but crazy about too. It's like it's got all these big ideas, but they're all self-contained. Yeah. Well, it, it's like each issue is self-contained. Nice. Well, and not only that, but it has good characters too. Like right. in this uh, story arc that's in here. Remember what a douchebag Reed Richards turned into because of Civil War. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And the Illuminati. Yeah. Jonathan Hickman manages to redeem Reed Richards in three issues. Yeah. Well, nice. Good. Um, we always praise Matt Fraction for redeeming Tony Stark. It took him 20-something issues <laughs> to redeem Tony Stark, and Jonathan Hickman redeems Reed Richards in three issues. Nice. Wow. Okay. Awesome. I'll yeah. pick that up. Uh, it's really good. I'd throw out a big recommendation to the Assassin's Creed games, Assassin's Creed 1 and 2, set during the Crusades. Uh, the first game is just beautiful to look at. Playing it is a, a kick in the ass, but uh, it, it it's 
this honor guild of assassins that kill Christians, Muslims, whatever gets in their way. Ooh. Uh, tons and tons of fun. The second game gets crazy because a lot of the um, weapons and gear that the assassins use were designed by Leonardo da Vinci. So their flying machines, their cutting machines, their their uh, their rigs are all based off of of uh, sketches that that Da Vinci had uh, had left. So it, it's a lot of fun to play. Anything over here? How about you, Greg? You have a recommendation? Yeah, support leukemia and lymphoma. Um, wow, good man. I can't follow that. Research. <clears throat> I've got oh, a research. I'm so confused. I had a I had a sacrilegious book I was going to recommend, but I can't after that. That just doesn't seem right. All right. Well, no, sacrilege. It's conference weekend. Come on, sacrilege. Go for it. Well, I'll I'll tell you about it later. They make it rain. Uh, go ahead. <laughs> yeah. uh, we, I, I, before yes. we go, about that? check this out. I've never said this. I can't wait. Geek more ham. Geek oh, more what? Ham. All right. That's good. Thank you. Detention. Well, I'm on my way. I don't know.